Ready. Set. Game cast. Welcome to Ready Set Game Cast's Game of the Year discussion for 2018. A yearly podcast about video games and late book fees. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the greatest film student in the Tri County area, Teddy Chinaris. Technically, the school has a video production major and a motion picture major, and I'm not a motion picture major, I'm a video production major. So fight me. Uh, fine. All right. <laughs> you didn't decline my my ask my demand to fight me though. So like no, when I'm, we do I'm, sa- I'm saying fine. I will fight oh, you. Okay. Like let's do it. That's okay. what I'm agreeing to. Not the that okay. you are. Okay. Let's get it. <laughs> and the greatest Kingdom Hearts shipper, Darian. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you shipping these days? What about the ships in the Pirates of the Caribbean world? No. No? I actually don't like that world very much because because Jack Sparrow is not voiced by Johnny Depp, and I feel like Johnny Depp really makes that character. Yeah. Although the person they have voicing Jack Sparrow in Kingdom Hearts 3 is really close. Like, hopefully in-game it's as convincing as the trailer was. But I had to look up to see if they got Johnny Depp. So. I watched a YouTube video about like the hardest boss battles of Kingdom Hearts 2. And this guy just dropped in like, oh, also, I think that Jack Sparrow is Sora's dad and neither of them know it. (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) It was like, okay. He's like, I'll do a video about that later, but just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> just casual conspiracy theory. Um, okay. So this is our game of the year uh, discussion, where we will be picking uh, our favorite games uh, for different categories. Uh, if you have been viewing our content uh, for over a year now, uh, you will remember how we did it last year. But we're doing it different this year because I listened to the Giant Bombcast and I like the way they did it, so I'm stealing it. It's mine now. Honestly, 90% of the podcast is inspired by the Giant Bombcast. So it's like the Ready Set Gamecast. So basically, we're not original just at all. Ready Set Gamecast is a combination of the Giant Bombcast and the kind of funny Games Daily? No, no, it was more uh, XOXO. Because the to- topic XO, of the sh- XO. topic of the show I stole from them, which I well, was topic of the show yeah. was from IGN's. I don't know. It's from Beyond. Yeah. Back so, in the day. so I I stole some stuff from different people, and now it's already a game cast. Maybe we should do like we need to come up with our own segment. Segment. You know? Like <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. But one day, <laughs> we'll have our own thing. Yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll throw in the cutest pixel each each episode, which... which the cutest pixel. I don't what know. pixel that you saw in the last two weeks was the cutest? <laughs> <laughs> Solid. I like the center nipple on Kratos. 
just this one right here yeah. and we have to zoom into it each week yeah. this one do you see it it's so good it's the right perfect red how we're doing it is we're going to start off the show with giving shout outs to our favorite games from 2018 they don't necessarily need to apply to the different categories we're going to uh, be discussing. We're just going to celebrate our favorite games of 2018 at the top. Um, as part of that, we're going to be nominating games for uh, the uh, categories. We can say, you know what? This game had an amazing soundtrack. Uh, this is why it's great, but also let's talk about it in best soundtrack. Um, so just to give a little sh- uh, mention, here are the categories we'll be talking about. Best visuals, best sound design, best soundtrack, most innovative, best gameplay, best story, and the game of the year for 2018, which obviously is the best overall. So let's start it off with the shout outs portion of the podcast. And I will start off talking about the game that I've spent most of the day playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I think this one probably deserves a slot in some different things. And it, it, I have some nominations in mind. Um, I'm the only one who've, who's played Red Dead Redemption 2, correct? Of the three of us? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I've just been dabbling in it because, honestly, I heard it was kind of slow and, and there was some people who were really into it, some people who were really against it. Um, but I was like... I've got this. I've beaten some other games in 2018, but I'm going to hop in and try and try and get a good feel for this before we do the game of the year. And the more I played of it, the more I really enjoyed it. It has so many different mechanics um, that just feel awesome. And the side missions are really cool. Just the like one note of like, go over here and just like fight off a wave of guys who are trying to kill a person that you just were like, hey, can you tell me a story? And she's like, I'll tell you a story if you help me kill these 20 guys. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Um, and there's it's a lot of really cool moments uh, throughout of just, I'm early on, very, very early on. Uh, I'm at the, I guess, second camp. Like you're out, you start on, on the uh, mountains and then you move into a uh, different camp later on i'm sure you move after that um i think my favorite thing so far has just been going out in the wilderness because they have you going out into the wilderness they have you a mission where they show you how to hunt a legendary beast which is like hey there's this super cool bear uh that's out here and like hey you can go hunt it um and then they kind of just like left me out in the wilderness and I just kind of like walked around and like tried doing more hunting. And there was these like all these little moments of just the sound, like the, the sound of the wilderness was so great. I've got surround sound in my living room and like the birds chirping and all of the noises. I was I felt so at peace just in in this wilderness uh like i I told my girlfriend i was like i would love if they just made this like a hunting game i would love to just do this (laughs) i was like they nailed it so much that it's like i could just i could just hunt in this game and that would be all i need um but the like having your horse and bonding with that and finding new horses and and the interactions with all the characters 
at your at the camp like when i go back to camp i will talk to everyone and and i love the fact that they know things um about what your current status like i went hunting uh because you have to get supplies for your camp Uh, you have to get food so i hunted uh a deer bring it to camp so i can feed the people and uh, my guy had a big um blood stain on his jacket because the the deer he was carrying the deer over him and i walk up to this girl and she's like you know you got blood on you and arthur's just like yeah it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's all right don't worry about it so like the whole world just feels so real like both the characters feel like they have their own thing going on they're they're constantly like interacting and, and like like I, I am doing these things. Like I can hear these characters like fighting or, or discussing things in the background, and and I feel like I'm one part of this bigger world in both the story and the the world in general of just going around and little moments that happen feel so cool. But I I can't. I haven't gotten far enough to talk about the story. Soundtrack's really cool. It's it. It helps with that in peaceness of of being out there and just like this cool like country um, tunes, um, like banjo guitar type stuff. I uh, feel really good. Um, but I'm gonna throw it in for best sound design because all of the sounds with my surround sound system, I I like crickets chirping and birds and everything just sounds so real and so good that it like both immerses me and like feels so calming and i i totally believe it deserves a shout out but Mm -hmm. like i said too early to be able to nominate for anything beyond that so uh that's what i got i should probably play that game one day yeah i honestly like if you it's very slow i will say this that's what worried me is like Fran Mirabella the third guy who is super into destiny like me like he said that he he played through all of it but he straight up was like the shooting feels bad like it mm. doesn't feel good and I'm like I'm a shooter guy like I don't know if I I don't know but I do also enjoy a good story and all this so if I can put myself if I can play it when I'm not super tired because I feel like that game will also actually put me to sleep I'm worried about that because I have played games where I fell, <laughs> I've fallen asleep in my chair. Um, so I don't know. But it does seem really good if I can get past the slowness. Yeah, de- definitely. They'll, the, I'll try it one day. There's sort of a fast travel system, but for the most part, you basically have to... You can only do fast travel at towns, to different towns. You have to find a stagecoach. But for most of the time, you have to like just hop on your horse and be like go here and what you can do is put him on the path and then put it in cinematic camera mode and then you have to like tap x to to keep your horse going um and you basically just watch it and on one hand like you could like i was like oh it's you can walk away i guess if you want but then also things will happen i have i have put it in cinematic mode and then i stare hearing wolves chasing me and I'm like, oh shit! I gotta pop out and make sure like we get through this. And I've had bandage jump in on me. It's kind of a cool pop into cinematic mode, let it do it, and just kind of enjoy the ambiance, but still pay attention. Um, it it 
it's very slow. It's it's very um, deliberate in its actions, but I can totally see why it's not for everybody. Uh, but a very yeah. great, like, chill Sunday afternoon game, I would say. Mm. Teddy, what have you uh, been enjoying in 2018? The, the first game I'm going to throw out here, um, Darian has a lot of my games. The ones that she's going to bring up are a lot of my, like, top games. Um, but this <laughs> game, I also created a top um a top 10 list and I ordered it and I did that a little bit before this. And this is my number three right here. Celeste is a great game. I did not finish it. Sadly. Um, I do want to go back and finish it. Um, I think I got about halfway from what everyone told me. I feel like I got around halfway. Um, and that game is so good. I would, and I had it on my switch. So I played it every day. Like my first class, um, in my first semester of 2018 would get out early and I'd go sit, uh, and for 30 minutes before my next class, I would go sit in like the lobby in front of it. And I would sit down, I'd pop my switch into like tabletop mode and like, I like lean forward. And I'm like, all right, I got this because <laughs> that game is hard, and the actual difficulty of the gameplay like ties in with the narrative, which is super unique. And the soundtrack is awesome, and it's it's incredible. That game is awesome, and I really want to go back and beat it because the whole narrative basically is about like overcoming the game and like uh, the main character Madeline's uh, like troubles and her like. It's very much like mental health. Uh, it's about mental health, and it ties in with the gameplay, and it's cool. Consider this podcast spoiler-filled. We are going to get into it um, on everything. So, uh, yeah, feel for, if, if any of you guys want to talk about, hey, uh, that thing. Uh, uh, hey, guys, if you uh, are worried about any 2018 games being spoiled, turn it off now. I mean, there are. I will. I will personally tell you if I'm going to spoil a game. I will personally throw that out. Okay. I think it's good that you preface it because I will just start going into okay. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm just saying maybe well, maybe turn then. it off for for this one because I think to be able to fully discuss what should earn the title, we're going to be especially for story. I don't think we can justify talking about stories without talking about the spoilers. Um. So. Yeah, that's your warning. Get out. Um, but yeah, Celeste is awesome. If you haven't played it yet, you really need to. It's great. It's really, really good. Do you think Celeste deserves a uh, category? I. I figure best gameplay. Personally, I would throw it. I mean, it can. I mean, we it can, can be in multiple. We can. We can weed these out later. Like we yeah. can just cut them all. But for now, I'm just gonna freely put it in everything. Okay. I'm going to put it in I'm going to put it in visuals, soundtrack and gameplay. Okay. Terry's manually doing that himself while yep. Darian tells I'll, us I'll try and uh I'll try and keep track of what everybody's saying and I'll put them in the doc. Okay. Well, Darian tells us about a game she loved in 2018. A game that is going to be very uh you know, we're going to have a pretty similar opinion I feel like everybody here. Yeah, we all really want to bang Kratos. Sure. <laughs> true. Okay. Sure. That's Dar true. Darian, tell us about this game. Um. All right. So this game is about falling in love with Kratos. What's the game? 
It's called God of War. <laughs> it's called Marvel's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's about falling in love with Kratos. <laughs> oh, jeez. Fucking psych. <laughs> um, no, so it's God of War. It's the fourth game in the God of War series. <laughs> but it's more, it's technically kind of, it's very much It's like a, a new story arc. Yeah. Basically. Like all this, all the previous stuff is very much canon, but like you do not have to know any of it to play. No, you don't have to. It's more impactful if you do. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so God of War changed my whole life. That's a pretty bold statement. It's true. I'll never love again. Oh, poor um, David. <laughs> Or your boyfriend. <laughs> it's okay. He knows. Uh, <laughs> He's fine with it. Um, I don't know. It's very beautiful. It's a. It's a good because there's multiple settings. There's like settings for immersive gameplay, um, or less immersive. I guess I don't. I don't know what the opposite what word would be for that. Because when you're doing the game settings, it'll ask you if you want a more like immersive experience and it'll it'll take off some of the hud and stuff oh that's okay i didn't even know that no, yeah yeah and what um, about it was great do you like yeah. the the combat the story the music all of how it, it looked kratos's butt in my face the whole game mm. teddy what did you like about god of war uh, <laughs> basically what she said, but yeah, everything. Like the, he liked Kratos's butt in his face the whole except time. For that, except for that part. I mean, I don't mind Kratos's butt in my face, but I didn't particularly love it. I I liked I liked the foot. I liked the face on on Kratos's butt in my face. <laughs> oh, that's a great that's a great face on a butt. <laughs> that's a great face on a butt. Best face on a butt in games in 2018. We're adding that category. Um, <laughs> no, the visuals. The visuals are. I think God of War is probably the best looking game I've ever played. Like the, it's definitely up there now with like the highest, like best looking console games. Um, it is the soundtrack is fucking incredible. The soundtrack is so good. I literally have like the God of War theme on my Spotify playlist, and it'll come on. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that song gets you up. so hype. Yeah. Oh um, my god. And it's awesome because that song reminds me of the god of war reveal from e3 a couple years ago and that reveal was so good <laughs> like i'll go back and rewatch it and get chills like every time it's so good so i love the soundtrack and the gameplay is super great the combat is super oh my god how do you describe the combat the combat feels amazing like it's very much hack and slash like there are combos and abilities that you learn as you go on i like that you learn new abilities and new combos and like actually change how you play as you go on eventually you get something that completely changes how you play um no let's this is spoiler filled let's get into it i love that like there was very little cut scenes in terms of storytelling that they basically were telling the story all throughout like the, there, there's constant conversations uh between atreus and kratos and um head boy um <laughs> mimir boy? yeah mimir yeah could you not remember his name i could or not remember you... his word name okay <laughs> um 
that uh that expanded the story and and gave context and even like little moments uh like when atreus was feeling sad and and kratos kind of reached out but then kind of pulled back because like you can it showed so much growth through this character with so little yeah like like he didn't say it he showed it and and that that is a testament to what they were able to do graphically like they they had the the uh movement so good that like it felt like his actions felt powerful um throwing the axe oh yeah is one of the best parts of the game throwing the axe and recalling it so good but that that moment where He's like, like she's like, you need something that's like hotter than you know the frozenness of hell, and he's like, I have to go home. I just like stopped breathing as as he like it was. They completely changed the pace of the game. Like it was very action and stuff, and then it just slowed to a crawl as he just slowly walks to the boat. And and you're just in the boat, and Athena shows up, and and he like just like like they don't even say anything. The the I would say the beauty like the fact that they did their storytelling with saying so little is so great. Um, they didn't they didn't tell they showed and it was they did it so well. Um, and then and then yeah, I'm like getting that second weapon felt so good because then you're switching between them and it really yeah. really opened up the gameplay uh because yeah, awesome. I mean you you had your you had your shield you had your axe and you had the powers associated with those but then you had a whole new weapon that you were switching between and then like when when you were fighting the Valkyries you were using everything you had to be able to uh, defeat them and those I spent like 6 hours trying to defeat a Valkyrie and I didn't get tired because I, it it took like Dark Souls mechanics and made them feel better than I like Dark Souls has ever done for me. Maybe Bloodborne feels better, but I I didn't get into Bloodborne. But everything about the combat felt so good, especially when they put you to the test, like a Valkyrie fight, where you had to learn to parry and and dodge and do everything perfect to be able to fight these opponents. Yeah. So about that moment that happens, the the big moment of going back and getting the Blades of Chaos or whatever they're called. Um have you guys played the other games? Like what's everybody's experience? Uh I've played all through one. I don't think I played two or three. I okay. know I know a little bit about it. I ended up Yeah. I ended up watching a like what happened after the fact. I was able to pick up like, oh, he killed his dad. Yeah. Um, and stuff. Uh, Darren? No, that's why I didn't want to play it in the first place. Oh. Um, I didn't either. So everybody is freaking out about the moment where he goes and gets the blades. It was a great moment. Don't get me wrong. But personally, I did not 
it did not blow me away like it blew everybody else away. I was like, this is cool. Like, he went and he got the things that I was like, oh, yeah. And that was kind of it. I was just like, even, cool. Even having not played the previous games, I understood the significance of that moment. And, like... I did, too. I didn't realize how emotionally invested I was in the game until that moment. Because then I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this is huge for Kratos. Like, yeah. this is a big deal. It was a big moment for him that he had to do it, but I just, it personally did not blow me away like it seems to have blown everybody else away. But it was like, it was a, it was definitely an awesome moment. I just didn't, it didn't blow my socks off, you know? I mean, yeah, like, like the story of significance. That's why, like, gameplay is it's awesome, but like the, and, and, and killing things with those blades is so cool, but like, <laughs> we, they completely hid that fact. They at no yeah. point they were like they were like he's got the thing they only showed him ever using the axe. Yeah, that's why it was really cool because it was and and there was still a good bit left it seemed like to the game. So it was like all right, like I I got some time to use these too. Cool, not just like a thing at the end. They didn't they didn't like just you didn't just unlock it. It wasn't just like a thing. There was a yeah. moment of him just accepting that like. He needs to accept who he was to save his son, and yeah. and through that, like, accept ex- basically accept his godhood to to be a good father, and then he, you know, as such, had to tell Atreus that he is a god that he's been running from for years. Yeah. Like. So so, you know, getting the blades of chaos was basically saying like, I can't run anymore. This like my son needs me to be who I am. Yeah. It's a very good video game. I want to replay that game so bad. <laughs> Talking about it was great. Amazing moments. The the thing on the wall where it's like why did the wall call me a different name was like oh my god. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I also didn't didn't blow me away. Everybody was like, "Oh shit, he's Loki." And I was just like Cool. He's Loki. Do you that know anything mean about like Norse mythology? Like that moment was so significant. I was like, oh shit, they're tying it in so good. Yeah, it could mean a lot of things for his future, but it's also it's also Sony Santa Monica. Like they could do completely something else with it if they wanted to. Well, right. what, what's interesting is that he wasn't originally supposed to be Loki. I watched an interview about how they like came up with that and they they pitched it to the the uh main guy because it was co the story was co-written um yeah. and and they were like hey they they basically pitched it by going like hey you know we we you know basically the lines that treyas says of like oh i saw on the wall it's a different name it's loki and then and then the who's who's the director cory barlog yeah cory barlog he he was like that is so good and 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 they put it in there but yeah the like throughout the game like there's all of the they end up twisting these things of norse mythology they take what yeah. you expect and then they kind of like twist because obviously kratos isn't in norse mythology so it's like oh mm-hmm. he's kind of in there wrecking what you would expect yeah but then it's like oh if atreus is loki then it kind of makes sense. Like, it does yeah. match up. Personally, the moment that was around that um, that time in the game that, like, 
about names that meant more to me was him like talking about why he named him Atreus. I was oh. like, that's really cool. Like yeah. I, that was more of like an, Oh, like that, that had more significance to me than the other thing. I, I mean, surprisingly, honestly, like I think they nailed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we stop talking about this game before mentioning this, I will be ashamed of us. The one shot camera, the whole game is one entire shot. It does not cut to black at any moment. It's one camera, which no game has ever done before. Dope. It's incredible. That yeah. that is one of my favorite things about the game. Is is that like it's the whole time I remember like multiple times throughout that game being like this still has not cut. Like it's still like it's so impressive. There's no like loading. There's no cuts. It's just one thing the entire time. Yeah, they they use that really good in that boat scene where the camera circled around and then yeah. Athena, like you go into the the um like cave thing and then Athena's there. And then it circles back around, and then she's not. And then yep. it's like... Yep. Another one last thing I definitely want to be sure to mention is the... um, the I love how it's very much kind of... It's not Uncharted, where it's like a globetrotting thing. It's this one little kind of island. I mean, they do kind of globetrot, but in a way with the different like dimensions and whatnot. But like they go to one thing on this bridge... And then they go there and then they come back. Like, it's all in this one little island. It's all with these, like, very few characters. It's, like, this small cast. Like, it seems very... It's a big story, but it's also a very small personal story. Like, I really enjoyed that it's just, like... I could name... There were, like, what, six characters? Like, there's really not that many characters overall. Like, it's just a small little thing that I think they're going to expand as time goes on with the next one and, and more so yeah but it was uh it was nice to see growth in each character because they had time to do that because there weren't that many yeah there was only five characters and they all of their stories felt important like the dwarves that were just like basically your equipment shop like that moment at the end where they came back together was like oh my god like the end of that game just felt so good like it felt i it kind of felt like um like the last day of high school like like you're kind of having this like beautiful moment of of ending and everything seems so awesome but you know it's about to be over um and and it's like so good they nailed the story they they nailed all of the beats so well and uh i'm i'm so excited to see what they do next uh i remember ending that game and being like i don't know if i have any complaints with this like (laughs) i remember being like i'm not sure like i remember trying to think and being like what what did i not like (laughs) and i i came up with some things way back in the day but like at the moment i just remember how good of a time i had with it uh so we just throw in that in every category Mm -hmm. we want to put that in particularly best indie game just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> best student game. Just add that in. Uh, best esports title for sure too. Mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. that, oh, definitely. I think definitely. I mean, we'll we'll get into that in categories. But it's, actually, yeah, let's throw that in. Most we probably fuckable. do want to put this in everything. Yeah, let's let's. <laughs> I, we'll get it. We'll talk about this more about why it deserves the different categories. I don't think it's gonna win every category, but there's definitely. No. I w- I want to talk about why it's good in all of these things later on. Personally. 
Um, we're mainly talking about the games now, and then when it comes down to the bottom, we're just kind of sorting, you yeah. know? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be like talking about the specific things. What about a soundtrack was so good? What about it makes it so innovative? Well, yeah, but it'll still be pretty quick because yeah. we've already talked about the game a lot. Um, so that brings us to another action adventure game, but this one in virtual reality. It's called Moss. So I uh, ended up coming to it uh, when it was originally released on PlayStation VR because Sony's just throwing all the VR people money and us Vive people got to wait, even though we have a bunch of other games that like it's easier to get games onto the Vive just because Steam. Easier to publish it. Yeah, but uh, the Moss came out on uh, Vive recently and it's not a game I got too far into. I, I guess... I got a few chapters in the story. It's hard to say how long the game is. Um, but in terms of the, like the world it so you're basically, you're, you're playing as a little mouse. I will say gameplay, not in love with, don't love controlling the mouse. I kind of wish the mouse control themselves. And then, cause you have to move the mouse whose name is Quill and she's very cute. And then you also have to like, move things for them to jump onto so you're kind of like acting both as the the mouse and as this kind of supernatural being that is yourself and you've got to move things for them so they can platform around throughout the game you're you're basically playing in these little mouse sized um areas they're kind of like dioramas almost and so it's like a temple for mice but you are still human sized And there's, like, these really cool areas where, like, you're moving through this, like, mouse-sized island in this lake. And you there's, like, a deer behind you. And you're, like, it's so cool to, like, look around and see the scale and the world. And they nail both the details in the, the diorama world and in the bigger world that, like, blew me away. Gameplay uh not that great but there's a lot of real cute touches with quill he'll talk with sign language i don't know it but my girlfriend was watching and at one point you can heal quill by like basically grabbing him for long enough it kind of heals him um but the first time you do that quill makes a little gesture at you and uh aaron told me that he was using the sign language to say thank you and i was like oh that's so cool um yeah, it's a dope. If you got a VR headset of any type, I, it's on Steam and PlayStation VR, and I think the Oculus works with Steam. Um, so if you got any VR headset that's not a cell phone, um, you uh, <laughs> you should be able to play it. I very much recommend you check it out. The visuals are stunning, and I'm very excited to see where the story goes. Uh, do you think we should put this in anything? <sighs> Moss is definitely one of those games that I want to play if I ever do get it. I, I say visuals. Other than that, right. probably. Probably not. I just want to give a shout out to it. Yeah. I would like to pl- to talk about Dead Cells, which on my list of top 10 games, I have at six, but I did have higher that I moved around. Um, the Dead Cells is so good. I was originally 
The reason why I was so excited about the Nintendo Switch was because of a little game called Rogue Legacy, which had a cross-save between PS Vita and PS4. And when I was moving up here to Nashville, it was great, because whenever we took trips up here, I would play it on my Vita, and then I'd go home, transfer the save to PS4, and continue there. And that was like my original Switch experience. And when I heard that the Switch was that, with every game... I was so excited about it. That's what I wanted the Switch to be so badly that I can just plop it into a dock and then it's on the TV. So I, I love my Switch. And I have Dead Cells Teddy on the Switch. Plop. I love to plop, dude. <laughs> Doesn't everybody, you know? Just a good old plop. Um, I have Dead Cells on my Switch. Uh, so it's exactly that. And it is the newest uh, roguelike kind of game that is somewhat similar to rogue legacy where when you die you have to start over again but as you play through you get certain upgrades that are permanent upgrades so that you keep those when you restart um so it's a steady progression of getting better at your own skill and learning how to just fight the enemies there and like learning all the different weapons and a steady progression of your actual character and what they can do um it's really hard i definitely did not beat it it's the one knock i have against it is i I think it might be too hard. Like, I think there's still a good bit left of that game for me. And I played it for, like, 20 hours or something. Like, I played a lot of Dead Cells. Um, and I did not come, I don't think, anywhere close to beating it. I think I beat, like, the two bosses, the first two bosses. And that game is awesome. But I think it was just a little too drawn out. Uh, but I also just didn't play too many games in general or beat too many games because I was incredibly be incredibly busy last year. Um, but Dead Cells is really, really good. And I do want to go back and keep playing it. It's a great game to just grind on the Switch and then when you get home, you can just continue your progress. It's awesome. So Dead Cells is great. Um, and now Darian should talk about a game that I also really love that's higher on my list. All right. It's a game called Detroit Become Human. And it's a, well, actually, it's another PS4 exclusive. You know what? What? Three of the four games that I mentioned are PS4 exclusives. Yup. Wait. Because that's nuts. Yeah. PS4 is killing it with exclusives. Yeah. Out of my top, out of my top 10 games, one, two, three, uh, just three. Just three are PS4 exclusives. Huh. Anyway, it's a game about uh, androids in the year 2038, and it's about them gaining sentience. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You know, androids, they just, they just want to fuck like the rest of us, you know? It's all God. they want. They want equal fucking rights. <laughs> it's the second most fuckable game on my list. Behind God of War. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So, how. Bryce how... didn't want me to talk about most fuckable, and now it's going to come up every time I talk. How was, <laughs> how was the thinly veiled um, story about how racism's bad? It was good. <laughs> That's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, man, it's so cheesy. It's so corny. They're drawing all these parallels. It's like, yes. And? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Things like this would happen, as we've seen in history. So, like, they're drawing the parallels. Like, I mean, it was. I get that some of them were too on, a little too yeah. on the nose, but like, even then, I'm just kind of like, Dan, like, why does that matter? Like, what? Why is that bad or good or? It's just it's it makes sense to to do that, personally. Mm-hmm. 
but we're white, so. <laughs> I enjoyed Detroit more than I gave myself credit for. It's number four on my list uh, below. Uh, well, we haven't mentioned one of them yet, so I'm going to keep that secret. But um, Detroit is number four on my list, and that game was awesome. It's one of the – I have ten games on my list, and I beat four of them. Yeah, I beat four out of the ten games on my list, and wow. Detroit was one of them. You want to know something, Teddy? I what? beat every game that's on my list. Yeah, that's good. I wish. I wish. I wish I could do that. It would be awesome. Um, and Bryce beat one of them with me. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, what? oh wait, where's the co-op? Okay. Detroit is awesome. Um, I'm completely blanking on the studio. What is it? Quant? Oh my god, no. Quantum Theory. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Quantum, is it actually the Quantum Dream? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a David Cage game, which a lot of people have contention with him um but they make telltale kind of style um narrative choice based games um and it is incredibly um the way it all ends is really cool the the in this game you play as three different characters and they each go on a story and you switch between them and they intersect at points and whatnot and i um i quite enjoyed it i like who was it? I think I liked the Connor story easily the best out of all of them. Uh, Connor's story was really great. Um, and yeah, the soundtrack was pretty cool. The certain like bits where you have to walk around wasn't too great. But I think I think the bits where you have to walk around were definitely done better than like Telltale does. Um, so I did enjoy it. The story definitely fell flat at a lot of different points. But... It, that's gonna happen with like a choice based game where you can't exactly do one specific narrative um, but I enjoyed it I enjoyed it a lot uh, where do you guys think should this go anywhere uh, uh, I didn't play it I, a sim story would be the place that would I'll make more sense I'll throw it in there but we'll, we'll, uh, yeah I'll just throw it in there other than that I don't think it probably I think the sound design was really good too it was. I don't know. I don't know if it would warrant in the category. You but can it was, throw it, it there, and then we can we can cut it. We can, okay. you know. What? We'll just throw it there. If you're gonna cut it before no. we get there, put it in no, there, and then, we'll there. Can, <laughs> and then we can talk about it. Be like, okay, compared to the options, <laughs> does it deserve it? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, I mean, it'll give us oh, a chance to talk about. Oh, the soundtrack was really good too. Take it out of sound design. Put it in soundtrack. Put in both. Okay. Um, okay. Here is a game that I already know why I uh, put it in. It's for most innovative. And it's oh. po- Pokemon Let's Go. I did not expect that, actually. Exactly. I did, because he's already talked about it. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah, he has. Um, so Pokemon Let's Go um, at, takes removes the classic... Um, catching mechanic just has you throw the pokeballs. Um, at first I didn't like that. I ended up playing on uh for the most part handheld. Um, so that I you would think that it would let you touch screen it of of like you were playing on your phone. Um, but instead you basically move the switch around and tap A when it's in the right position. 
Uh, I found that easier to use than than when I tried to use my Joy-Con to th- thwip it. Um, but I think like the thing that makes this more innovative is how it the the classic ones are are just like go catch pokemon go battle pokemon just there's a little bit of story uh but it very much felt like i was ash like i was we're in spoiler territory right yeah we're in spoiler there's also a theory that green is uh the clone of um (laughs) of uh Fuji's daughter that died. Okay. I mean, that's... Sure, that's a spoiler, but it's just a random (laughs) internet theory, so who cares? (laughs) Well, Matt Pat said it, so I believe it. I don't know who that is, but fine. Um... Keep going before she kills you, Ron. So, so this adds... They added in, um, both cutscenes with... They added in interactions with your main Pokemon, either Pikachu or Eevee, where you were like playing with it and it's always fun you and you can like talk to it um and they they would have cutscenes throughout the most notable one that that blew me away it was like this feels like i am the pokemon trainer that that i am part of the story because <laughs> i thought you were gonna stop there this feels like i, I am, the, am pokemon. the pokemon yeah <laughs> i am the pokemon they, i am in the pokeball and they are my <laughs> trainers <laughs> <laughs> they throw me out when they want to battle. Um, was as you were going to finish uh, going to Victory Road and we're about to uh, uh, fight the Elite Four, uh, you go t- up to the plateau and they do this little cutscene where Pikachu jumped off my shoulder and basically ran up ahead. And we kind of looked up at the uh, Elite Four's um, stadium building thing, and it felt like like all this the stuff we had to go through of this like momentous final thing that we were doing. And he and Pikachu just kind of like looks back at me, and then I and they gives you three things that you can say of like you know it's all up to you now or come on we can do this or something and then and then um i was like we can you know we can do this of like this has been a teamwork effort and that speaking of the teamwork effort you have the like battling thing that that's been throughout um but they also added in the friendship level that your pokemon would dodge moves would would like shrug off attacks or shrug off poison or whatever because you had a strong friendship and Mm -hmm. and that very much felt like the anime of like literally like pikachu should have lost so many battles but ash was just like i love you pikachu don't die and he didn't (laughs) ash also was like pikachu i know you're an electric pokemon but please learn this fire move yes (laughs) <laughs> Which is the you can do in Let's Go. It's just like Pikachu's doing the like what splish splash. I love how dumb the like weird moves that the Pokemon can learn is. It's like oh, you're doing an elect a water attack, and it's called splish splash. Sizzly slides. Oh, yeah. Um. So funny. But the the. I, they could have kept the core mechanic of you've got a battle and then throw the Pokeball. 
um, I would have been fine with that. I, I get that they're trying to um, add in, you know, trying to appeal to the people who played Pokemon Let's Go because that was huge. But the the little things that that uh, made the story and your connection to your Pokemon stronger made it feel much better than any other Pokemon game. I haven't played a lot of the Pokemon games. I played the classic ones. I jumped in in the middle and around XY. When they went 3D, I was like, oh, this seems like a good place to you know see where it is. There was too much going on. But the fact that they kind of went back to basics and kind of tweak things in really interesting ways uh, is why I think it deserves most innovative. But we'll talk about that later after Teddy tells me about another game that I've played. Uh, it's called Overcooked 2. It's the sequel to Overcooked. Who would have guessed? Um, it is a very, very good video game because there are not very many games like it. Um, it is a very fun cooperative cooking game. Uh, I remember telling my brother-in-law about this being like the original Overcooked where I was like, yo, you got to play this with me. Uh, I need somebody to play with. It's going to be great. And he's like, I want to play some lame game about cooking. And then we sat, I sat down and started playing one solo in front of him. And then he's like, give me a controller. Let let me see if we can get those three stars. And then I was like, yeah, got him hooked the rest of the night. It is so uh addictive of trying to get three stars on every level um the the actual communication that you need to do that well is awesome in this game they added like a throwing mechanic they added in some different stuff that you can make and it's really just more overcooked with a couple new features which honestly i'm happy with because overcooked is awesome uh if you need a co-op game to play with somebody this one also has online which is big oh yeah um that's a that's the biggest thing honestly um but if you need a co-op game to play with a a friend or two other friends or three other friends grab overcooked too it's great and the first one grab both of them well no first one doesn't have online so yeah (laughs) if you want local grab the first one that like that's great but like the uh, adding in online is huge it would they should have yeah. had that at the beginning but that throw mechanic adds so much it's fun like overcooked is a game about cooking but it's almost a puzzle game it is yeah. about looking at the environment you are in and going like how do i make this taco how do we make this taco how do we make this taco the fastest way possible and it's like it's oh. a mini destiny raid. <laughs> yeah, like the the floors are moving and like magicians are doing stuff all around you and it's it's like yeah. okay, I just need to get this beef over to you who's yeah. got the cooker thing and like you will play it and you'll go through and go like okay, here's how we can improve. Here's how we can get a couple more out. Yeah, you finish your first try, and then you're like, okay, here's the plan. You go over here and stay here, and then we're moving. And then they're yeah. like, all right, let's try it. And you try different plans until one of them works. It's great. And 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 that throw mechanic changes what you can do and completely changes the way you're viewing these puzzles and what the puzzles can be uh, in really cool ways. The first time I, I played this with Beckers as part of... Uh, uh, my extra life stream. It was the last game I played. I'd been going 20 hours in, and Beckers was like, "Okay, yeah, let's do this." Also, shout out to Beckers. Uh, hashtag Gamemate Corp. Uh, it's a great podcast. Um, <laughs> but even as I am out of it, like tired, we were having fun of just like the goofiness of like me just like trying to throw stuff to her, or just like 
everything's on fire and we're just like she's just like shouting at me like just put out the fire and i'm just like throwing things at here's ingredients here's ingredients like it's so fun to just try and do stuff it's so fun to succeed at doing it they and it's so easy to pick up and play you can literally have friends over and go here's four controllers here's what you need to like the recipe is cook this like put it's a taco grab a tortilla (laughs) cook the meat have cheese send it out and and it's so easy to learn it's so hard to master and it's so fun to play yep it's great we need we should do a let's play you know what i'm gonna put this guy in gameplay because why not oh yeah all right uh, I don't. I don't think throw mechanic is enough to make it more innovative. I was almost in the first one. No. Yeah, I was. I was going <laughs> to. Online. I was gonna not mention it, but you you ended up mentioning it because I was like, they only added in a couple things, but those are pretty cool things. Yeah. Uh, Darian, tell us about a game that you hated that we loved. <laughs> I played Spider Man, and I also played Spider Man, <laughs> and it was great. I did too. Um. Okay. So, Darren or no, Teddy? Why did you like Spider Man? Thank you. I was like, who's gonna take it? Who's gonna? I'll take it gladly. Spider Man's awesome. It is one. It is my number two game on my top ten games list. Um, and it almost beat God of War. Honestly, because Spider Man God of War is definitely a better game, but personally. I think I might like Spider-Man more because it is more along my style of things. Like my favorite game of all time is Infamous 2, which is an open world um, superhero game. Like it's it's Spider-Man is very similar to the Infamous series where it's like, here's a big open world. Here's a bunch of completionist little stuff. Um, the traversal is very superhero-y and fun. Um, the music was awesome. The sound design was great. Um, the visuals were, were very much like just more of like a fun cartoony in a way art style, which I liked. Um, they weren't going for Horizon or Uncharted 4 or God of War or anything like that. Um, it was, it was more comic booky in a way. Um, the gameplay I really, really enjoyed. The combat was fun. The gadgets got better as you went. Um, and the gadgets became more and more useful as you got into more difficult parts of the game. The story, a lot of people really, really loved, but like, I just kind of liked it. I thought the story was really good. It was a very Spider-Man story. Um, by the, I was very happy about Miles's, um, involvement in the story. Uh, it was cool to see Miles there because it very much set him up. Like at the end, spoilers, I guess, Miles gets bit. And at the end, I thought that was an awesome way to uh, for him to show Peter is like him on the roof. And then Peter's like, yo, check this out. <laughs> He's on the roof, too. Um, that scene was cheesy and fun. I did yeah, like that cool. scene a lot. And they didn't even say anything. He just like jumped to go on the roof and He's then like, they I'm, just like looked at I'm each other. I'm having issues. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. No, 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 not those issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold um, on. <laughs> I, did, I did think it was very cool. In the the one thing in the story that actually made an impact and that was super important is the fact that like there's definitely going to be more of these like there's going to be a Marvel Spider Man on PS4 too, um, but the cool thing is is that like Aunt May's dead, like 
She, it's not oh, necessarily yeah, so cool. cool. That was my favorite. The way they killed Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's no. because the most Spider-Man stories do not dare to go there. So, like, they're trying something new. Like, I personally don't have a huge attachment to Aunt May. I mean, she's great. How can like... you not? <laughs> Here's the thing about it. I don't think they earned it. They killed Aunt May Agreed. without us caring about Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. It the Her dying was more of a, like, shock thing because you know Aunt May in general as like fans of Spider-Man, you know that that's a big deal that they killed her, right? But like they didn't earn that Aunt May yeah. dying. Like when she died, I was not like, "Oh no, I'm crying." Like it was not an emotional sad moment. It was more of yeah. like, "No oh, shit." They could have made it an emotional sad moment then and yeah. maybe I would have hated the game less. Yeah, they, I didn't they didn't earn that death. That game didn't make me feel anything except for it. rage. I didn't like how shallow the whole game felt. It felt like they took too many things on and didn't deepen enough of them for it to have an impact on me. I didn't need it to have an impact on me. It's a Spider-Man game. I needed to for it I to just be got fun to play to swing around the and city. swing around New York. That's yeah. all I needed. Yeah. No, God, fuck. I wasted percent. 20 hours of my life and felt nothing but anger. I felt constant happiness and joy. Ugh. Like literally, I was actually going through some some not great things at that time, and I was like, "Oh, fine." I like I needed to stream that night. I was like, "Honestly, this will make me feel better." And I hopped on. And I played Spider Man, and I literally just did side missions for like four hours of just swinging around the city, and I was just chatting, being like, "This is so good." Like I'm actually this is making me feel better. Like it was therapy. It was awesome. It feels good to play. I will say. And it's a thing I noticed while watching Darian, and it reminded me of my own experience. It feels really good to play at the end when you have a lot of powers, when you have the ability to swing. Like once you've mastered swinging, because I remember having issues uh, figuring out how to swing early on. Like because I never did. All you do is hold R two. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> if you want, you can let go of R two and press it again to like kind of feel more in control of it. But like if you just hold it and hold forward, you'll be fine. There was there was yeah. plenty of times I was running into buildings and stuff. Uh, once I got like the quick uh, bounce back, and then the second yeah. uh, X shoot allowed me to maneuver more easily. And yeah, there's definitely some stuff that makes it better. Yeah. Um, but even early on in the game, th- this is one of I think this is one uh, praise that I would give it because I've never done this with another game. As soon as it opened up like a um like here are the backpacks or here is this side mission or here like as soon as you unlocked a different type of mission i immediately went and did all of them because i just did the side missions as i went so then it's like all right main story time like let's go like the backpacks opened up and i'm like all right four hours of swinging around getting these backpacks which is rare like i don't normally do that but like the the they just kept adding them yeah yeah there was and more it and was more. just it eventually got overwhelming like there is too much side content going on right now the, the thing is is like that is very much the type of game that i am used to like that's assassin's creed that's infamous like that's a lot of open world like very very gamey open worlds of like assassin's mm-hmm. creed and infamous are very like checklist kind of thing so that's exactly what i'm used to and my ocd loves it <laughs> so i was like ooh, give me more check marks to check off yeah maybe that's another reason i didn't like it is because i'm bad at open world games i can't handle them it it, dude i totally get that when i first started playing open world games it i was always like 
I would always either mainline the story and do like none of the side missions and then I'd be like under leveled and whatnot. Or I would get so focused on the side missions, I'd never do the main mission. And then mm-hmm. it, I like everything seemed off and kind of weird pacing wise. So the more of them you play, the more like you get used to it and you kind of like learn what's best for you. Like I remember I played through all of the Assassin's Creed games in one summer up until Revelations. I played all those in one summer. And I started off, like, I played Assassin's Creed, I think this was in 2. Like, I started doing side missions and whatnot, but as the story got better, I started, like, forgetting everything and was like, I'm just doing the story. And then, eventually, I was like, if I like this game and if I want it to last, I need to do everything. So I had to, like, make myself be self-controlled and do the other stuff first. And it's, it's a balancing act, for sure. See, the last time I played Skyrim, I went so hard in a side mission that I forgot what the main mission was. Yeah. And I yeah. I just I fell down the rabbit hole sometimes. and I was just like, "Well, I feel satisfied. I finished this side mission. Oh, that's not the game. That's fine." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. The story of Spider-Man 2 or but of Spider-Man uh PS4 sucks. I did not There were moments that I thought were cool. Um the the category the only category that i feel like and i there's a good argument i will also have a good argument for against would be gameplay spider-man would be nominated for gameplay other than that i don't think so i would throw a soundtrack because i really like the music of it maybe i like the sound design better the music was okay the sound design was great because there's two different things of one the music swelling as you start swinging oh yeah and then Mm -hmm. also when you are swinging and you're talking on the phone he's like exasperated like his voice is like Mm -hmm. like he's swinging and then as soon as you land it'll like transition to like talking normally they yeah. recorded all of that twice, which is That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll suggest throwing in there. I will say that I played the first DLC for Spider-Man uh, PS4, and I like the story of that better. And I think yeah, it was, I've heard the first DLC has a good story. Uh, what what I hear is that the third DLC is supposed to be the best of them. That's um, good. So it was like, and people people were down on the DLCs, so I was like. I love the first DLC. So if you say that it gets better then yes. Um, I also think that it's because that they were more self-contained about it of like, this is, this is a smaller story that like, it seemed like, it seemed like the main story was stretched thin. Like they took a small story and stretched it too far. Uh, whereas, whereas, uh, the, they were able to nail the small, uh, notes in the DLC. I love Spider-Man. I will not fight for the story. I did also like the story, but I will not fight for it here. (laughs) Like, I don't love it that much enough to put it up to bed. I think the strongest thing is about the gameplay, and we'll talk about that in that category. Okay, so you know at the end of the game, when you're up against Silver Sable, and, like, you go and you're fucking with her... uh, Mm. Her people. <laughs> so, gotta show that nomination you, for uh, most you fuckable. As Peter Parker are having oh. sex with all the stable agents. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. You may not. <laughs> you may not remember that part of the game, but I remember. Oh, Pepperidge Farms re- remembers. I see why Darian has a very different opinion than us. <laughs> she was playing a different. <laughs> Maybe I got the wrong game. 
<laughs> okay, no. Silver Sable, all right? Her okay. character 180 in the game actually pissed me off. Because, like, throughout the game, she was very, very just, like, just really aggressive toward you. And, like, all of a sudden, there was just one mission, and then she's on your side. Yeah. That made no sense at all from a character standpoint. Yeah, very much. It it's, it's literally just made it feel different, that- like, I don't know how many of the different, like, side missions that you did, but personally, I remember different moments of her being like, I don't know. Like, there were, there were moments that it was not fully laid in, laid in, like, missions of like here's her being very conflicted but like there were phone calls over the radio and like she had talked with peter and or spider-man and i don't know i did not it was definitely a pretty fast 180 but i did not think it was oh god teddy doesn't know that peter's (laughs) (laughs) spider-man somebody's gotta break it to him so wait so okay so in the side missions they explain that a little bit i don't think so i don't think i've played many of the side missions because yeah i I gave up on the side missions late game and i was like what the fuck is this why is she all of a sudden on my side this i have had inter i remember interactions with her where she was like talking with him more and yeah it's the the one mission where you work together just that one mission it's the uh, it's not just that one mission. Maybe I'm I crazy. didn't have any interactions at all that would have led to this discussion or to this flip. Well, the like, whole it, thing was her just, went... just being military. Like she was just trying to do her job. And then also, when she the realized... thing that made no sense is it was her fucking group. They were her army and she was like well i can't do anything they're in there like what you're in charge you're the i don't remember gone rogue (laughs) yeah when when she decided to flip uh like i'm leaving and she's and spider-man's like well i'll be sad to see your guys gone and she's like no they're staying i'm yeah like i can't tell them to leave it's too late like what bitch yes you can (laughs) it's yours (laughs) Hello? Maybe they were already attached to the mission. Maybe she just wanted to leave the company and left it up to somebody else. To, to make it worse, from my her understanding in DLC Sable. 2. <laughs> it was hers. She comes back in DLC 2 and apparently is against Spider-Man again. Oh, oh my fucking God. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Yeah, it's, I, I feel uh, like they were like trying... Because Silver Sable is a hero, um, so I feel like they were like, oh, they wanted her to be a hero by the end of the story, but then, like, they put her in the DLC, and she's like, oh, I still, we still want to have her as a thing, so. <sighs> I would revisit that game as, uh, as Miles Morales, I think. Um. I think it's very possible that the next game you play as him more, and he is, like, Spider-Man, like, you play as, like, two Spider-Men <laughs> I don't want Spider that. Man. I don't want to play Peter Parker anymore. Fuck him. He's <laughs> a good looking Ruined. guy, you know what I mean? Spoiler from what I hear by the <laughs> by the uh DLC three, uh he's in the suit. Miles oh, is man. Miles is in don't the suit in DLC. Spoil the DLC. I was gonna play it. <laughs> it's, this is spoiler talks. Yeah, but I <laughs> not about DLC though. Sorry I guys, played. you should have clarified what you didn't want spoiled. Hey, I don't want any of the rest of the games that we talk about spoiled for me. I'm planning on playing all of them. Hey guys, I'm gonna spoil Tetris Effect now. Um, oh great. Hey, you guys know that Tetris a <laughs> game that came out in like eighties? On it was a hot on the Game Boy. 
This is the same thing. Yeah, I have heard. But if you were doing LSD the entire time. And it's the same old Tetris. I mean, they've expanded on Tetris a little bit over the years where they've got like holds um, and stuff. But this is basically a game designed to like make you mesmerized by the soundtrack, by the visuals. It's just playing the normal Tetris of lining up the blocks and having the lines disappear. But as you do that, the soundtrack starts to pick up like um the 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 beats uh uh go faster and then so the singing starts coming in and the visuals like there's colorful light i don't even know how to describe like they each stage has different visuals but um they all have cool songs and cool visuals as you play um it's really hard to describe you just watch the trailer for it and it'll give you a cool uh experience but it's really cool it'll give you a complex number one soundtrack it's going nominated for soundtrack gameplay can't say because it's it's tetris they they add one thing and allows you to slow down time to allow you to get more tetrises i guess when you when you uh clear four lines at a time that's called a tetris um and they'll allow you to basically stop time and allow you to clear several lines at once um and get like you know f- five uh, tetrifiveness um and and uh <laughs> stuff i i'm barely able to clear lines so i'm i'm not great at it but it's still really cool to play because it's so visually and auditorily uh awesome um it's cool if you just want right. to chill out and play a cool game and see cool stuff, play Tetris Effect. Uh, I, I'll i throw it in for best visuals, too. Visuals and soundtrack. That's where it nails it. Other than that, yeah. it's Tetris. Shout out to Tetris, dude. It's a great game. Always have been. Always will be. Um, you know what is a good game, but I don't know about great. I mean, I quite enjoyed it. Far Cry 5. Um, not going to spend too long on this. It's number eight on my list. But it is, it was quite an enjoyable Far Cry. Ubisoft, open world, is a bunch of stuff. But I, I really did like the, um, the setting of it and the, I don't know. I hadn't played a Far Cry, fi- a Far Cry game in a long enough time that it was, it was really fun. And I do, that is definitely one of those games that I'm like, if at any point I want like an open world game that I'm like kind of just craving a, a checklist open world game, I could open up Far Cry 5 and still have fun. Like I actually did a couple like last week. I was like, ooh, look at this. And I played for like a, a 30 minutes or something. Um... But yeah, Far Cry 5 is really fun. I definitely want to go back and beat it at some point. It is a pretty standard Ubisoft kind of thing. Um, but I do like the companions. That's definitely different, the companion system and all that. Uh, you can get a dog named Boomer, and he's adorable, and you can pet him. It's great. Uh, game of the year. You can pet a dog. <laughs> Done. Any yeah, no- I'll stand behind that. Nominations? Um, he said game of the year. Okay, put it, slap it in that category and also, yeah, we actually the first have thing not... in that category. So I mean, we actually haven't been I putting think anything. God of War in should be in there for sure. First of all, hold on, I yeah, think I'm, I'm you gonna want throw Spider-Man in the things I want. Well. To, yeah, I'm gonna throw in God of War. 
Detroit. I, no, Detroit in. shouldn't be game of the year. It was a yeah. good game. It was not game of the year. I mean, we already know what what's game of the year, we but do. let's let's have we the discussion. Do. But I'm just doing this just for fun. Um, okay. And let's then have a discussion for... about God of War. Okay, done. Put in I'm Red there. Dead Redemption Two. I'm gonna nominate Red Dead Redemption Two. It's not gonna win it because I haven't played enough. But I'll, <laughs> I'll throw. It. You won't even stand right. on it. <laughs> what makes you think the I two want, who haven't played I it? Want, I want to be able to ring up Rockstar when I see them. I want to be like, hey. Your video game was nominated for Ready Set Gamecast Game of the Year. It didn't win, like, but good what's job. That? <laughs> it was not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year you can impress us, but not this time. <laughs> With another game. Oh my yeah. God, don't do that. <laughs> Darian, do bring up another game that you hated that I quite enjoyed, but both of you hated it this time we this cooperatively time hated we worked together to hate it we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, i spent a great deal of time talking about wanting to bang darian's character that's true he made a, yeah it was really funny uh, okay our characters made a lot of really suggestive remarks to each other and it was just like oh, oh jesus calm down i don't know i don't <laughs> I think they, both had uh, they weren't. They actually didn't s- make suggestive remarks, but they could be twisted into suggestive remarks very easily. We took you things that were just like we are children, so just like hand me that broom, and I'll be like, "Oh, I got a place where you can put that broom." <laughs> oh my god! Yikes! <laughs> You're finding every excuse to make it sexual. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. It was a good time. Nice. Anyway, yeah. we're talking about a way out, which was a bad game. We're talking about A Way Out, which in my opinion was a great game. I love when Darren introduces the games. She just paints a picture. <laughs> a very vivid, uh, beautiful image that pictures. you can get in Thank your head. Thank you for noticing. Uh, okay, Teddy. You, you painted your good. I quite enjoyed A Way you Out. You tried to show me up here. What was good, what was good um, about won't. it? We've talked about it before, <laughs> but... All I will say is that I played this game with um, my best friend Andrew over the interwebs. I have over half of it uploaded to YouTube, and the rest of it will be eventually. The rest of it is just in the ether, and you it will is. never find it's it. It's uploaded. All I need to do is put tags and descriptions on it and make it public. I just haven't done that yet. Um, but Maybe one day. It's it's all done though. It's all gonna be on on there eventually, very soon, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but for now, go catch up before the rest of it's there. YouTube.com slash Teddy Um But yeah, me and Andrew played it, and we played it in one session. Like we sat down, I think, on a Saturday, and just played through all of it. Um, I really liked it. It is a co-op game where each of you play one character, and it's split screen through the middle, top to bottom, but then sometimes the split screen, this is what's cool, personally, is that sometimes like when they want you to pay more attention to uh, what's happening on Vincent's side or on Leo's side, like they'll up the audio on that one, cut the audio down on that one, and then they'll like move the split screen over to make it bigger, and like sometimes it'll move the split screen of like left to right, and sometimes it'll like twist it, and it all personally um you guys said it was like more distracting than anything but for me it was like 
totally didn't distract me at all. Like I, it moved my attention where I needed to. Like me and Andrew, while playing the whole time, were like, they're, they're doing really good with the audio and all this. And then I talked to them later and they're like, the audio sucked. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's because it didn't, I feel like we didn't have the same experience because whenever it did that to us, it didn't mute them enough. So like I could hear Bryce talking to some guy in the back about yeah. playing cards or some shit. I mean, you can and still I was like, hear it. It's this is slow. not important. <laughs> um. I, I will say and I Bryce think was we, also out to make a troll experience out of it anyway. I feel yeah. like so. we were we were trying to push the game to make our own fun, and that broke the game. That will, yeah. Because like literally, yeah. it would focus. It would be like, look at what Darian's up to, and I'd just be like spinning around in the background. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely break an immersive experience. Me and Andrew were actually just like sitting down trying to trying to listen to the story and all that. It definitely has a lot of moments throughout the story that were very cliche and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, oh, we're talking oh, spoilers. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Cracker um, open. At the end, I, the whole time, like even at the beginning, me and Andrew at one point in like the first 20 minutes were like, yo, what if we kill each other? <laughs> what oh, if my by God. by the end of this game we kill each other? And then by, but like we, we had technically guessed kind of what was going to happen the whole time and then at even at the end when it happened we were like oh shit like we had guessed the whole time but the way it happened was cool and i do i definitely liked how at the end uh when you're fighting each other there's like the moment we were like oh man i don't want to kill i don't want to kill you we've we gone through this whole adventure together like we don't want to fight each other and then at the end at the moment like this part is actually not on YouTube, but it will be soon. Um, the mm-hmm. moment the health bars both pop up for both of us, we immediately were like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" <laughs> like we were hoping it wouldn't make us actually fight, and then the health bars pop up, and we're like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Um, there was actually a glitch in the final fight, so I will give you guys that. There was a moment where we had to like restart it, um, but we came back into it and just continued um see that part i hated the most because i'm bad at video games and bryce is not as bad at video (laughs) games and it was like this isn't even gonna be fair i don't know what my (laughs) ending is gonna be if i win because i'm not gonna win like this is so dumb Andrew the whole time kept doing all the mini games where you had to just tap square a bunch. That's so he got Bryce really he got really good at like spamming square and at the final bit where it comes down to a square fight, I was like, oh no, it's a square Shit. fight, he's gonna win. And then he did. <laughs> I had way too much health that she would not have even if she was the greatest square hitter in the world. <laughs> Like, but yeah. Darian went into that of like, oh no, just kill me, just get this over. Yeah, like she was I was over pretty it. disappointed. Yeah. I was like, fuck this, I don't yeah. want this. Um, but I, if I were to put this in any category, I would actually put it in um most innovative. Yeah, because I think they people can definitely take like. The whole time, me and Andrew kept going, we're having fun with this. And then we would be like, but I really hope this makes a lot of money. Because if they refine a lot of this, like, it's good. But, like, a lot of it could be polished to be a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. And that would be awesome for a, for a sequel. Could be, like, polished way better. Um, and there's a lot of, like, the... I think just the split-screen mechanic of, like, playing where you can see both of them um, was really cool. And they could definitely evolve that, so... I like the premise of the game a lot. I think that some of it was just executed a little bit poorly and ruined yeah. the experience for me. Like, I think ultimately it was a really well-made game. But yeah. 
Uh, I, I very much uh, give you uh, most innovative. If you've tried to go best gameplay, I would say no. No, no way. Because no. <laughs> the only other one I would have done would have been story, but I was like, yeah, I'm not no. It's, see, the story, like, I felt like it was like, oh, it's building towards something. And if they stayed on the road that they were going, it could have been an interesting story. But I feel like the twist was just like, Oh, any mm-hmm. any like friendship they built was like, oh, none of this matters. That's what made the twist matter. That's the whole point. And, and like the at at the end, I was like, I don't feel like any of this bonding meant anything. It was it just felt that's like what, that's why the bonding meant something is because the the twist it the bonding makes the twist more impactful. At least right. that's the idea. It's but supposed it, it to did hurt for us. more, but like yeah. it just—it felt so ingenuine. It's okay it just if that felt moment like felt it was... flat for you guys, but it, it hit. For I us. also don't feel like he deserved to die for his crimes. Like which? Who? The, you're the other co-op partner, the crime boy. Leo. Yeah, I don't remember okay. their names either. Yeah, one one was the undercover cop, and one was actual crime boy. I think Vincent is the cop, and Leo's the crime boy. Yeah, I think so. I think. Um, but the game, the, like he, the developer bragged about it of like, you're going to do things and you're going to do it once and you're never going to do it again. And because of that, they did so many things, but they did them badly. Each one of the, mm-hmm. all of them, they were like, they're doing so many things that they don't nail any of them. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. They just experimented with too, too many things. And like, it just, yeah. it felt a little bit wonky. That's the thing that where I kept saying, like, I wish this, I hope this makes money so that they can polish the next one is because, like, the sure. shooting was bad. Oh. Shooting was, was awful. I'll give you that. It was bad. Yo, fuck <laughs> Me and those missions. the whole time were like, how is it this bad? <laughs> but, uh, um, like, the, um, like, you get in a car and the steering's not the great. And, bad. Like, it's It's just, like, there's a bunch of different mechanics that, like, most, a lot of games, like, there are games that are racing games like there are games that are first person shooters where it's like that's the thing that they do best and these uh this team like had words trying to do a lot of them and just you know weren't ready for it yeah i don't think there was also one moment that i find hilarious where they were the cops were like shooting from a bridge and they were like running down this hill to follow them and uh vincent and leo get in a wooden rowboat and then it fades and to black. get away. <laughs> I love that moment so much. Me and Andrew were like, wait, wait. Because <laughs> yeah. they're shooting at them. Like, they could just shoot the boat, and then there's a hole, and then the boat sinks. <laughs> they were just like, get in here. We'll row away quickly. <laughs> but it was, uh, da- it was good. Darian was so pissed that you could play Connect 4 in the hospital. I loved it. We were like, yo fucking connect for let's go <laughs> i was like i'm gonna beat your ass she's like we are <laughs> hiding go, from dude. the cops and we have to go yeah. do this thing why are we allowed to play connect for right game. now why, yeah why is this happening what the fuck <laughs> there's no sense of urgency fuck it do whatever you want it doesn't matter unless, yes that is video games unless you're playing a single player narrative linear game like uncharted or last of us there's always shit like that in any open world or any not even open world like god of war you could just go do side missions and like but to be fair that's one thing that's good about god of war is that the main story isn't really urgent like there's no time on the main story so like you kind of can fuck off your, your mom's so ashes aren't I'm going anywhere on the run being chased by cops i am a fugitive let me just stop and play connect four what it's also optional you don't have to stop and play connect four the 
part is that you don't even get caught when you do it. Like, give me a consequence. Make me feel bad for making this bad decision. Like, put some weight behind the decisions you're letting me make. I don't agree with Darian at all. No, on that, that doesn't okay. make any sense. It's a video game. <laughs> anyway, video game. Um, all video games. I also just just did not enjoy that game, so I'm yeah. just gonna. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was fun to fuck around. The story and the gameplay, I felt frustrated with uh, many of those things, but it was fun yeah. to just kind of mess around with your friend. Um, a game that just feels good to play is a little game called Beat Saber, available on the VR headsets. Mm. Um, the it is a very simple game to play. You are uh playing uh songs. There's it comes with a uh, set songs. If you're on PC, you can get a little tricky and get some custom songs in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, both of your controllers are different lightsabers, basically, and you have to slash these blo- blocks that are coming at you, um, uh, Guitar Hero style. Um, and, and like you have to swipe them different ways and you have to swipe, swipe them with the right, uh, colored saber and they're in the beat of the song and it's just fun to play. Like the, there, there are other VR games that do, um, you kind of interacting with songs like this, but they kind of nail the the beat and, and they nail, they nail so many like little things that it's hard to kind of say, what about it feels so good but they kind of nailed the little things that it feels so good to play and the soundtrack's pretty good like i would say this is best soundtrack best gameplay i can't i can't say it's most innovative because like it kind of you know i mean when you're playing when you're talking vr everything's most innovative yeah Um, but it's a it's a simple concept but they did it really well and yeah. uh, it's just it's just fun. I want to play it so bad. <laughs> it's like the one reason why I want VR is Beat Saber. I want to. I want. I'm considering getting a PS uh, VR headset uh, just for the uh, Astrobots rescue. Everything else is gonna come to Vive eventually. Yeah. You know what's another game that feels great to play? Destiny 2. And this is just a quick one. I just want to throw out that Forsaken really brought Destiny back to, maybe not even back to, like it's, Destiny is kind of in the best place it's ever been in right now. Like for the hardcore community, the player that I kind of used to be, but sadly can't be anymore because of time commitment. Like it really kills me when I look at Forsaken and when I see like my friends play it and how much fun they're having with it. And I see, like, the things that they're chasing and all this. When I see all that and I just realize how little time I have and that I can't really play it barely at all, and if I can, if I can it's super casually, like, it really bums me out. Because, like, if, I, if somebody had told me when I was playing Destiny 1 so hardcore that Destiny 2 would be, like, here, it'd be in this place with, this, with these features and all this, I'd be like, holy shit, I'm going to be so excited, I'm going to play the shit out of that. But, like... I just can't because of life. Um, but, like, apparently the newest... Not the newest anymore at this point. At this point, I'm two raids behind. I haven't done two raids. Do you know what that means? Um, uh, <laughs> it's really sad for me. Um, but the last wish that came with... Um, that came with Forsaken, and now, what is it? The Scourge of something? I don't even know. I think it's the Scourge of the Past. Um, 
The Last Wish is apparently, like, really good. Like, it's apparently one of, if not the best raid in Destiny, which is saying something. And I've always said that raids in Destiny are some of my favorite content in video games ever. Like, raiding in Destiny is a totally unique feeling to anything I've ever done, um, and it's awesome. So I do want to eventually play Last Wish and Scourge. Um, but for now... I gotta play super casually, but I do want to get back into it eventually, um, but I just wanted to shout that out because Destiny is in such a great place. Um, they definitely still have some problems that, you know, now people are starting to see some of the problems. Some of, some people are starting to think that they swung the pendulum too far onto the hardcore side and, like, need to find a little bit more of a balance. Um, but yeah, Destiny 2 is in a really good place right now. And now with Activision leaving, or with Bungie leaving Activision, could be in a better place, too. It's exciting. You know what else is exciting? Being able to play a video game in an afternoon. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, that's what I tried to do with a game called Gris. This is a short... Um, I think it's about three or four hours. Um, I got, I got maybe down to the 15 minutes and was like i kind of want to stop i think i i had to call it a night and then i came back and beat it real quick at the end um but it's i guess like i maybe wouldn't have picked that up uh based on my own gameplay but other people are like this is a game about loss and despair and it's basically you start off uh, there's a little cutscene that plays, and then you are just kind of walking through white, and it's it is all like hand drawn, or at least it feels that way. And then like the backgrounds are all feel it feels like watercolor, I guess. Like like um, the backgrounds feel watercolor painted, and then the the um, drawing. I, I guess I don't really know how that works, but like it's kind of like somebody draws over watercolor. And you you start off with, like, no abilities. You're just, like, walking. And when you try and press X to jump, you just fall down. And then after a while, you... you and you're just, like, basically crawling along. And then after a little bit, you're able to, like, start running. And then you finally learn... Uh, or are able to jump. And then it's a platformer. Uh, and then you you visit these different worlds. It's a platformer, but you don't know how to platform. Well, like eventually, you like it's you know you have to like relearn how to be you. Sure. Um, because at the beginning, you know she's you know sings and does stuff, and that's one of the last things you end up learning to be able to do. And um, you you visit these different areas that have unique styles and and. Uh, different uh, mechanics based on what you currently are able to do at one point like you start off uh being able to jump then you you can turn into a rock like kirby style because there'll be this uh wind that keeps pushing you back so then you have to use your new rock ability to to stay where you are and then have to keep pushing against the wind as as it uh um dies down and and, and make your opportunity and then you learn how to uh push through the water and all these different abilities that kind of change the gameplay and keep it um interesting over that like three to four hours that you're playing and along with that 
each stage, each area, um, I guess each chapter, you unlock a new color. So you start off with basically black and white. Like everything's, the the backgrounds are black, or the backgrounds are white and, and like everything's drawn uh, lines of black. Um, and then and then you unlock, uh, I think it's, it's, it's uh, red, green, blue. So yeah, you, you start, unlock red and then things start filling in with red, like the background that has red in it and, and things that would be red or red. And then you get green and then you get blue. And then by the end, this world that was just, it was beautiful on its own is now colorful and lively. And, and you now have these abilities to transverse it in really interesting ways. And I will say there is one cool scene where you're in the water and it's kind of like this, I don't know if you can lose it, but there was a moment where you're being chased and the way the soundtrack played and the this th this creature being so close to you and snapping down that I was, it felt like if I stopped tapping the dash button, I would die. And especially with the soundtrack going and how close and it felt so intense and then when that finally stopped, like I just like let uh, loose a, a deep breath of air because I had just been holding because of how intense it was. Um, very cool. A great. It's just I think it's designed to just kind of be like sit down and play it uh, in one one shot and and get that cool story. Um, uh, visuals definitely because the. It's got that great watercolor uh, animation. Everything feels purposeful. And I'll go... I'll go sound design. I will go sound design because they they make use of your the sounds. And there's actually... Your singing becomes a mechanic later on. Um, I, will, I will say it deserves those two categories. All right. Cool. Last one, Teddy. Uh, yeah, I'll throw out my last game very quickly. I think it's number 10 on my list. Yeah, Destiny was number nine. Um, Into the Breach is a, I think it's on PC and on Switch. It is a little 8x8 tactical grid-based uh, strategy game. But it is very, it's easy to play in small chunks. The best way to describe it and the reason why I like it so much is like every single turn is just like, you get given a turn. It's very clear what the robots. Uh, you're like, um, actually, you're against bugs, and you're you are mechs. It's like mechs versus bugs or robots versus bugs. So like every time a turn starts, it's very clear what the bugs are gonna do. It's like they're gonna attack right here, and then one's gonna leap over here, and it, it like telegraphs all of it. And you have a little bit of time with three of your robots to decide what to do about it. And sometimes you can manipulate them into hitting each other. Sometimes you can push, just push them away. It's very much like, okay, this is my turn. What is the best option out of all of my possible moves? It's like every bit is like a, like a chess turn. It's just like I have to analyze the field, figure out what to do. And then like you make all your moves, you hit end turn, and then you're like, 
okay I, th- I think it's okay and like uh, when you complete everything successfully and nothing gets hit it's like the best feeling in the world when you look at it when you look at a turn and go this is impossible like something's gonna get hit and then you find just the right way to make it so that nothing gets hit it's like it's, it's crack <laughs> it's the best um so i do definitely want to keep playing more into the breach Tate Nurse is on crack. You heard it here first. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing it into gameplay for sure. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's all the games, ladies and gentlemen. Any any last minute games that you just loved and wanted to say, hey, I like that game. Um, I will say Donut County. It's a... Uh, you can probably play... I, pl- I play that in one sitting. I... I was like, oh, I, I. It was a lazy Sunday morning. I was messing around with my uh, Nvidia Shield and testing out what I could stream, uh, and was like, oh, let me try this game. And I just played through the whole thing in bed, and it's really funny, and it's so simple, and it's just a cool game to uh, just play and have a good time with it, and, and laugh, and the story's cool. Yeah. Um. So Florence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Florence. How did we not mention that? I was going to s- remind you guys of that. I still have it on my phone. I haven't played it yet. Darian, you want to <laughs> tell us about Florence? Are we not? Florence is like a half hour experience, and it's kind of like a visual novel. And it's about um, you, I guess, essentially play as a girl who um falls in love moves in and it's uh don't it's, uh, try and be careful on spoilers with me and I a do lot of stuff happens no yeah i shouldn't spoil that it's for just Teddy. a game about being in a relationship and what yeah i have an idea of what happens yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's really pretty yeah they do a lot of really good communication without any dialogue at all it's all visual I love the way that they they both demonstrated like learning to be able to talk easily like like mm-hmm. how you how you um are like struggling to find words and then because they had a puzzle thing where you had to put together speech bubbles uh to be able to like demonstrate like finding the words and then after you did that enough it it just became like the whole speech bubble you just had to drag the speech uh, complete speech bubble into the thing and it was easy and then it just did it automatically. Mm-hmm. And they're able, they were able to, like, tell that, like, both demonstrate these feelings that, that you have if you've been in a, a big relationship. Like, when you're moving in and having to figure out, like, okay, we have two toasters. Like, whose toaster stays? <laughs> like, I, you know, this has been my toaster my entire life. And it's like, this is dumb, <laughs> but, like, you care about it. So, like... And, and it gives the player, like, a box of stuff. And you're, like, moving into your boyfriend's uh, house. And, like, oh, do I move his stuff? Do I put my stuff in? Like, you want to be, you know, you want Careful. to have your mark on the place but not, you know, take away from his thing. And they they encapsulate a relationship without saying anything and just through gameplay. And it's so smart. Um, I think I'm that's... excited. It deserves a shot most innovative. Yeah. All right. Um Darian, agreed. Uh soundtrack. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, maybe not. 
there's there's too much strong competition for the soundtrack. It's just fun to listen to on Spotify. Um, but innovative. I'll stone Florence a mobile game. While you were saying that, I was really kind of trying to think back on the year. Uh, fucking Black Ops Four. I've played a lot of. It's it's a solid Call of Duty. Like there's definitely some problems with it, but it's a solid Call of Duty, and Call of Duty is like my roots. So, um, it's solid. It's a lot of problems. It definitely came out way too soon. Um, a lot of people really love Blackout. I'm not a huge Blackout guy. Uh, 2018 was kind of like Fortnite was really huge. Um, and I played a good bit of Fortnite earlier in 2018. Like, I'm trying to think way back. <laughs> like, at the beginning of 2018, I, I played a good bit. Um, what what else was it? Uh, Monster Hunter World came out. I did not play too much of it, but I want to go back one day. It's never going to happen. Um, but I, I do have it. I do own Monster Hunter World. A lot of people love that game. Um, what was the other one? There was one other I was going to bring up. Oh, um, I always play Halo 5 multiplayer. I am still playing that. that whenever I need a game that just feels good for first-person shooter, base, arena, multiplayer, 4v4, it's awesome. But I don't have gold at the moment, so I can't even play it whenever I want to. I hop on random MMOs all the time. I hopped on some MOBAs throughout the year. Um, I'm sure Darian played a lot of League. Um, no, I gave up on League halfway through the year. That's still like half of the year, though. I'm trying to think way back. Darian's a Dead by Daylight streamer now. Uh, I haven't played Dead by Daylight in a week either. Yeah, because actually. you're getting ready for Kingdom it's Hearts. And then once Kingdom Hearts is done, then you'll be back to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know about that they they're doing some really weird things that i don't agree with as a survivor main as a bad survivor main so i think the game might be too much for me now mm. but yeah i'm just trying to think of other games that i play i ra- i uh randomly just play a bunch of mmos like uh um i redownloaded lord of the rings online recently i actually want to play that again um elder scrolls online i played i actually had a good bit in the summer where i played eso for like two months with a bunch of friends um guild wars 2 i played with my girlfriend uh, a good bit on guild wars 2 like still um what else world of warcraft every now and then there's a bunch of games that i hop in um all the time i i have played super hexagon since i first bought a pc and like when i was like 15 and i will forever play super hexagon <laughs> a bunch of games like that stardew valley on the switch i played a lot of yeah so it's okay a good year um Time to pick the best uh, for the categories. We will start. Let's go through. We will start off with best visuals. The nominations are Celeste, God of War, Moss, Tetris Effect, and Gris. Uh, I'll take Moss off. And Moss is has great atmosphere. And I did, I did honestly spend. What's cool is that there'll be different areas that'll have like little bonus secret things that you can find. And I was literally stood up and was looking at the architecture of the little diorama, and was like, "Oh, there's a secret here," which I wouldn't have noticed if I wasn't like literally getting up to examine the cool details of the world. Yeah. Uh, but. It it's cool. I don't think it does something that amazing. It's not like unique. It's just cool. So I'll take it. It does off. look very pretty. I'm looking up all of these. Uh Celeste, I mean, it's alright. Honestly, I would vote for Celeste. Celeste is my pick. 
I personally way prefer, like, when we're talking about visuals, it also includes art style. I think Celeste looks awesome. It is exactly, it's the color palette and the, like, the the characters when they pop up are, like, little cartoon portraits that look great. And the, um, and mixed with the pixel is cool. I found that upsetting, the fact that inconsistent uh, design. I think it actually meshes surprisingly well with the 16-bit and then... The little cartoons. God of War is technically, like, from a technical standpoint, is cool. It's not, like, uniquely... It just... And honestly, in terms of really great visuals, Detroit is more realistic. Yeah, I I agree. Detroit did do... Detroit definitely looked more realistic, more like a movie. But I liked God of War's world a lot more. I liked its style better. A lot better. We don't have Detroit on here. I wouldn't even. Yeah. Like, Detroit looks fine. It looks really good, but, like, the art style's just kind of. There's no specific flair to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have not really a specific flair to it, it needs to be the best looking realistic style that there is on the market. Yeah. <laughs> and Detroit is not. Um, Gris is cool visually. It's very But pretty. I didn't. I didn't have, like,. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Not like, I am completely blown away, so I'll take Gris off. It's it's really cool, not the greatest. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. The only game that I played on this list of God of War is God of War. I will say, for the visual people, my background is Tetris Effect. So if you're like, (laughs) hey, I'm going to vote for the one that is Bryce's background... Tetris Effect looks real dope. Tetris Effect does look very, very cool. Yeah, you could, I, I showed Darian the trailer for it. I think she thought it was cool, but then she was just like, okay, I want to eat my sandwich now. I was more Sounds interested right. in the psychological study that uh. the trailer presented to me than the game itself. Yeah. Fun fact, I wanted to get a psychology degree. <laughs> hmm. So the more you know. Here's okay. In terms of visuals, what? How are we defining that? You made these groups. I. We are a team, Darian. We as a. No, we're not. (laughs) Wow. We should go to the Game Awards and see how they define it. That's what we should. Because we are the Game Awards. We were. We are. We were here first. Yeah. Hey, man, we talked earlier about how everything we do is stolen from other people, so. <laughs> Let's see. What do they say? Well, they have art direction. Yeah. For outstanding create. Oh, okay. For outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Technical achievement? God of Cre- War. Creative or technical. So that's the same thing, basically. It's, yeah, it is. Also, I will say, at the last bit where, where we were talking about throwing out like some last few games, forgot to mention, my only like honorable mention I would throw out is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The game was very fun. Only played it for like two hours. I'm going to put more time into it this year, but like the if I had spent more time, that'd probably be higher on my list. But yeah, that they have that on Art Direction, so it reminded me. I'm... I... Don't think I can give it to God of War. God of War is interesting, but I don't. I didn't play that going like, "Oh, this is so pretty." I I played it looking like okay when there is the big um when like the first 
like what is it when you come out of like when you're like climbing the mountain like from the inside you know what i mean and you're going mm-hmm. up like that elevator and then at the end there's like the fucking dragon thing Mm-hmm. that boss fight i was like holy shit this looks incredible like there were multiple moments where i was like this looks ac- absolutely incredible if you're willing to go god of war the two of you can take it he wants to give it to celeste though i mm. that's how i felt through the whole game though i was blown away yeah it, by it, god of it war. looks very good at, at all times but even, I don't know, like, I would be sitting and I would be, like, playing Celeste before a class and, like, be struggling and, like, mad at the game because it was so hard. And I'd be like, but it's really pretty. <laughs> it, like, soothed me. <laughs> but I, I'll go God of War. Okay. I think that is the best choice. That's weird. I feel like that's how David feels about me. Just struggling with how frustrating <laughs> it is, but at least she's really least- pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we did learn that you'll never be able to love David again, so. Right. Feels <laughs> <This> bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's really pretty. Damien, since <laughs> you've got the most nominations in the next category, can you take us through it? Oh, it's true. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we've got best sound design. No, actually, I mean, and I agree with all these, to be honest. So uh, the nominees are Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War. We should have gotten trophies. Like, like fake trophies oh, that yeah. we should be like, and the award goes to. Right. <laughs> and then maybe we can get Kratos and Atreus' voice actors to come up on stage and read it. That would be great. And do the thing. Where would the maybe stage be? Maybe they'll be in my apartment and they'll just be like, and here they are. Yeah. <laughs> they'll walk in. be great. Teddy's house. I will say, <laughs> I was watching um the... Cl- cl- a house with a clock in his wall and the voice actor for Atreus is in that movie and he's an oh, asshole. Fun. Oh, not fun. I was just like, Atreus, stop being a jerk. Atreus, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, so we were talking about... Best sound design. Yeah, best sound design. We've got Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man and Griffs. Uh, I would stand I behind Spider-Man, actually. Surprisingly enough, because it was just so fluid. The gameplay itself was just so fluid. Like like Teddy had mentioned, when when you're swinging, the music is dynamic. Um, yeah, the way that the the dialogue is delivered, while you know swinging versus not swinging, depending on what action you're taking. Um, the the different audio cues for everything were pretty good too. Like. I did like the sound design. That was one of the first things that I noticed when I started yeah. playing was how well the the sounds were. I always hate it whenever you go to do like an audio log or something and then you go to back out of the menu and it stops. Um, but like in Spider-Man, the, whenever you're like listening to him talk about the backpack, um, I'm pretty sure it does stop when you go out, but he only says like one or two sentences about each backpack. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just listen for a quick second and then go. It's very, yeah. they took that into account. They didn't want you sitting there forever. But yeah, my vote actually, my vote would be Spider-Man. I think the um, sound design in God of War was really good, but like I only really think about it when it comes to the axe. Like I don't really think about anything else with sound design. I know right. it definitely was there, but like the thing that stood out to me is the axe. 
No, I haven't played Red Dead. Um, God of War does have a lot of cool, like, distinct sounds. Like, when you're in the the room with the tree. I've, I haven't played the game in a month, and now I can't remember what anything is. <laughs> it's been, like, since it came out for me, so, like, oh, six months or gosh. more. gosh. Yeah, but I just have really bad time. Time is just moving too fast. I was looking at the games that came out in January, and I was like, that feels like it was, like, three years ago. Black Panther came out in 2018, and nobody can grasp that because it's been a hell of a year. Yep. It's true. What game did you see that you thought came out forever ago? Um, Night in the Woods. Detroit came out in 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 January, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, Night in the Woods. I was like, that was forever ago. And I was looking on the Wikipedia articles. Like, oh, it was May. Jesus. They counted <laughs> anything that, like, if it came out on a new platform, they were counting it. But it was like, Night in the Woods. No, that, wow. Yeah. Huh. Um, I honestly, I'd be willing to fight for Red Dead Redemption 2. But because you guys haven't played it, like, it's hard to be like, hey, yeah, it's it sounds so good. Uh, because, like, yeah, it, it they they nailed the atmospheric like they have all so many sounds in there they like every animal sounds right i would literally like you could probably hunt based on sound well that's kind of cool yeah like like i there was there's a bear and i would literally be like i can hear the bear i get there's a bear over there that's you sounded very canadian there Oh. I can hear the beer. <laughs> and the beer. <laughs> and and yeah, it's so cool to just like when you're traveling between areas, just turn on the cinematic camera and just like hear the world and and your horse just going along. And the music. In terms of sound design in combination with music, they use the they know when to play those songs and they know when to not play the songs. Um, because when you're in the wilderness, like there will be times where you're traveling on the main road where they will play uh, a song. But when I was in the wilderness hunting, there was nothing but the animal noises and like the sound of the wind and stuff. I was like, I'm surprised that there's no music, but I was also like, it makes sense. Like this, it feels like I am in the wilderness. This isn't this isn't, you know, I'm having story stuff. I am hunting. It is me in the wild. And like you start off in the cold and or in the in the winter in this mountain and the way the wind blew and like I felt cold because of how they like both the w- whiteness and the snow, but so much of the sound just makes you feel like you're there. Um it's it's hard to make the like it's hard to I, I can describe to you what I've heard, but you know, you'd either have to believe me that it's better than uh Spider Man or I I'm willing to succumb to the greater vote. I wish I could believe you. I do believe you, but I haven't experienced it myself. You know? And I gotta experience it to really fight for it. So I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna go for Spider Man. Darian? I mean, I already said I was voting for Spider-Man. The only other thing I wanted to mention is that Detroit does have a lot of really pretty design choices that that fit in with the theme of the game. Like, thematically, it just has a lot of ways that the androids are interacting with the worlds 
and and things like that. I just it was really pretty game. I should revisit it again at some point. When I do play Red Dead one day, I will I will listen. I'll keep my ears. Definitely like play that with headphones or surround sound or something. Yeah. I've decided I'm not gonna play Red Dead. I had decided that, like, pretty immediately, but the more people talk about it, the more I'm like, maybe one day. <laughs> like, I'll See, get to it. I was the opposite. I was there with the hype. I was like, really? yeah, Red Dead, let's go. And then once it came out, I was like, well, actually, maybe not. I don't care. Well, I don't know. I just knew that that game was going to be slow and deliberate and, like, the mechanics mm-hmm. weren't going to feel great. And I that's put me off of previous Rockstar games before, so I just kind of figured that that might be the case. And then it came out, and it was. So I was like, yeah, I'm good. But the more people talk about it, the more I'm like, but, like, if I can get past that. Yeah. The story is apparently really cool, and the music, and like... I mean, gameplay's important, though. If you're willing yeah. to take it slow, it's amazing. Like, yeah. it's, it's purposely slow, and if, if, you're, if you're not in a hurry to play it, I'll then you're going to have a great time. I'll go into it with an open mind one day. <laughs> All right, best soundtrack. Let me go through these. Um, Celeste, God of War, Detroit Become Human, Tetris Effect, and Beat Saber. And I have the two that I, that it would be between for me. Not you guys. See, Tetris Effect and Beat Saber, I feel, are like full-on songs. These, these are like yeah, song Saber soundtrack. For sure. Yeah, like they have, they have singing and the whole thing. And I have a couple of songs on the Beat Saber soundtrack on my playlist. Yeah. So. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I don't even own Beat Saber. <laughs> Whereas the other ones, I think, are more atmospheric background songs, yeah. so it's There's like soundtracks for the game. But yeah, if if we're talking about like, you know, Tetris. Okay, I will say the thing about Tetris Effect. I I got the Tetris Effect theme for my PlayStation because I like the song so much that I just want to hear it when I'm like loading up my PlayStation. Yeah. That's high praise. It's really good. Um, I I haven't been all the stages. I don't know what all the songs are. Um, but in turn, as soon as I played Beat Saber, I added like three songs to my Spotify that play all the time. So I'm willing to give it to Beat Saber. Okay, that's my vote. I don't know anything about the sound in any of the these games except for Detroit and God of War and. I did buy the album for God of War so that I could listen to it all the time, and I do. Mine is very much between Celeste and God of War, but I now that I am thinking about it, like Celeste has incredible music. Um, like the the music's so good, and it's definitely a very different style than God of War. Um, but like technically, I haven't put a song from Celeste on my playlist where I have with God of War. So I'm going to go with God of War. The music with God of War just makes you feel things that you're not anticipating, I feel. Like, I I think it's just so well designed that, like, you don't have to have much to appreciate it from a musical standpoint in general. Like, the song God of War makes you hype the the main theme is dope <laughs> like it's just dope it's so it good it makes you feel so powerful it's empowering as a song there are songs that's like okay when this is playing like 
I can, I, I'm feeling the, the betrayal or I'm feeling the, the sadness. Uh, I'm feeling the anger like that. It's, it's, and there's not many songs on the album. So the amount of emotions that they make you feel if you're if you're listening to them are it's it's crazy. I yeah. I have to stand behind God of War. You know what? I'll give it to God of War. All right, unanimous vote, everybody. Good job. We did it. We did the thing. All right, most innovative, Bryce. Most innovative. Uh, we've got four in this category. God of War. Who would guess? <laughs> we just immediately threw it on all of them. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, A Way Out, and Florence. Um, I'm willing to cut uh, Pokemon from the from the start just because it does some really innovative, like it f- changes the formula in a cool way, but not enough to be able to give it the title. Yeah, it changes the Pokemon formula a that's little bit. That's exactly it. But that's, yeah, I mean... That's how I feel about it. Like, I get that it's innovative for Pokemon, but not for, like, video games. Right. I mean, in terms of God of War, God of War changes the God of War formula very much. Did it change... I think game? people are going to try and replicate the one-shot camera. Yeah, I think it had a huge impact. I think specifically people are going to try and do the one-shot camera. Yeah. I think um, that is the main thing. When I'm trying to think about like other features um, that people would try and replicate from God of War, I'm not sure. Because God of War mainly just did what a lot of other games did, compiled and just in an incredibly focused way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what else people would try and replicate from that. I want people to replicate their progression system. That was that was pretty good, but it wasn't like it wasn't anything unique. Right, it wasn't it wasn't new, right? Not necessarily. Like they did it really well, but it's not something that we haven't seen before, like Yeah. Um my vote personally would go to a way out. I know we're not going to get it. My vote is also a way out. Uh, mine too. I would say All right. in terms of doing something new. Yeah, it definitely did. It failed a lot of <laughs> things, but it it tried a lot there of things. There was a lot of disappointing <laughs> things did, about it, it. However, there was a lot of stuff that was introduced as a whole yeah. to gaming yeah. that I would like to see expanded more. Yeah. Done like, good. The whole time I remember yeah. <laughs> when I was talking about like me when me and Andrew was talk were talking about polish, I remember I kept going like, Can you imagine if like Naughty Dog did a game in this style? Like, think about that. That'd be so good if Naughty Dog did a game with you and a friend and like it was that the whole time. Like it'd be awesome. Um so yeah. Yeah, they did like a co op uncharted like that. Like they Yeah. Be incredible. Yeah. So Teddy was ready to throw himself off the boat. Like, I know it's not going to matter, but here we go. Like, yeah. wait, 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 And then, and then, and then me and Darian, like, reach out and like, no, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened. I was ready to be like, I know it's not going to win, but I'll take it. Cool. Maybe we are a team. Maybe I need to, <laughs> to assess some things. <laughs> uh, Teddy, uh, you want to take us through best gameplay? Yes, we. This is the most we have. We threw like a ton of games in here. Celeste, it's a, 
these are the video game awards. <laughs> no, no. Game plan. We threw a lot of games in this one. It's weird. <laughs> um, Celeste, God of War, Overcooked 2, Spider-Man, Far Cry 5, Beat Saber, Destiny 2 Forsaken, and I threw an Into the Breach as well. So yeah, I I'm let me I threw in a bunch of these. I'm gonna cut into the breach because I know no one else would give it to that. Um, but it is. I just wanted to recognize that the gameplay is awesome. It's like a strategy game but condensed in a perfect way. Far Cry Five. I'll also cut that one. That was also just throwing that out there as in like the guns. It there are a ton of there are a surprising amount of guns in that game. And the bow feels really good. The bow always feels good in Far Cry. Just the the actual shooting in that game does feel great. I think Overcooked 2 also deserves a cut because it's basically Overcooked with oh, one is. more thing. It's Overcooked uh, 1, but with a cut with like one more mechanic. But it's still a great game. That I wanted also, to there. Destiny 2. I don't know why that was even nominated. Hey, man. That game still feels great in 2019. One of the best feeling shooters out there. The game didn't come out. It, in I mean, for sake, That's a <laughs> I know, DLC. I'm not, I'm not fighting for it, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I think personally, Destiny Two probably still feels better than like Black Ops. Which wow, that that here. list got short quick. <laughs> yeah. I knew it would. I was just throwing them on there okay, for recognition. Celeste, God of War, Spider Man, Beat Saber. Do you really want Beat Saber to stay? Because isn't it just a rhythm game? Yeah, I'm willing to. It's it's a really f- good feeling Beat Saber, but it's a uh, game, but it's one note. There's one thing to it, so I will cut it. It's it just does. It looks one like thing. it feels great though, because I mean it's not just a rhythm game because it's like a rhythm game where no one else has done lightsabers, <laughs> you know. That's because that's a developing game. It's it's category. VR. Yeah. To be fair, Celeste is just a platformer. But a pixel-perfect platformer that is just the right level of yeah. difficulty. And if you want to turn it down, the assist is the assist options are awesome. Like, Celeste is just the right amount of difficult where, like, the main story is frustrating sometimes. But if you die on one screen, it's just you're working on one screen. And if you die, immediately spawn. It's just like Super Meat Boy where it feels great. And then you're like, okay, if I do that, you can do that just a little bit better until you get through that screen. And then you're on to the next one. And Wait, the it's just like another game that already exists? Is that what I just heard? No. Because Super Meat Boy is way worse. <laughs> or not worse, way harder. Before you defend that more, I can cut one. Hey, you know why Spider-Man doesn't deserve uh, best gameplay? Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Agreed. Everyone agrees. Those sucked. Except for except for Teddy. Except for me. I, a lot of people didn't like them. I get it. I get why, but I personally didn't mind them at all. The And the swinging feels so good, but the early combat before before you have gadgets before you're able to actually handle the like stuff isn't great like they should have entirely disagreed because the even without gadgets it's still just faster arkham and arkham combat is awesome like i'd be having faster arkham in the air like you have aerial options like i personally would be happy with that the whole time 
there would be so many guys that like you'd start punching uh somebody trying to get like a bunch of hits in and then somebody would punch you so you needed gadgets to be able to do crowd control on the guys so what like it gets ridiculous yeah but in the early point you didn't need to do that in the early point you could still counter i mean like spider drone i idea got the uh pre-order so i started with spider drone so i had a little bit of crowd control but like darian start off and she had nothing she all she could do is punch people um and do web shooters in the web i couldn't even punch good yeah it was bad it was a bad time i didn't use the drones for a long time and i was still okay like i i don't know they nailed they nailed swinging but the stealth dragged nobody liked they they didn't nail everything that everything about the gameplay wasn't enough so i i entirely disagree well that's okay i'll take it off i'm sure as hell ain't gonna defend it don't take it off these are our final three we're just we're gonna like we don't have to keep erasing them celeste or god of war i would personally fight for celeste but i'm the only one that has played well you played a bit of it yeah i i uh dip my toes in just to kind of be like what is this because it's on uh it's on games with gold on Xbox, so I was oh, able to. Oh, shit. It was either that Wait, or is Game that Pass. done? I wouldn't. Might not be. If it's not done, everybody go grab Celeste if you have gold. It's amazing. It's a great game. Personally, like the my th- top three games of this year are God of War, Spider Man, and Celeste. So like it would be, it could be game of the year on a on a you know at any on a different day. <laughs> But um, I would fight for it, but there's not. No, Teddy, I don't think I can you convince. Th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up to you because I, I know that there's a lot of people who say the Celeste gameplay is very, very good, and you have played both of them a lot. Who do you think deserves it? Personally, um, think hard. This is on you. I didn't fight the Valkyries at all. I didn't do a lot of the side quests, but I also didn't do. I also didn't beat Celeste, but I also did do a lot of side quests, so I've got to balance this out. Um, oh, man, now, I, now that I'm really thinking about it, they're both so good, but they're just very different. Like, Celeste is one of the best, one, my favorite 2D platformer I've played. Like, it's it's so... It's exactly just, like, on this screen, right? Like, just trying to get from the left to the right or the right to the left. Like, just trying to get through it. It is totally manageable. It can get a little frustrating because it's hard, but you're not going to spend a ridiculous amount of time on one screen. Like, and each time you get through, there's a sense of accomplishment that you're like, okay, let's move on to the next one. Like, it... Every bit, and the game itself, the story encourages you. The story actually meshes with the gameplay and makes you push forward like you just when you think it's getting too hard like literally the story will be like okay keep going you got this like it the the whole point of it is that it is hard but you can get through it like that's the whole point of that game i i would give it to celeste if there's any category i would give celeste it's gameplay um so we're going to celeste because yeah teddy's played both and i i know i played a little bit of celeste and it felt good i play a lot of god war but i know that Celeste is supposed to be the best game. Like, it, that's all it does, and it's supposed to nail it, so. Yeah, it's very good. And then this next one, I think, is going to be real quick. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> have much for it, so. <laughs> Darian. Wait, hold on. There's really nothing else we could put in there? Um, I personally would put a way out, but. 
But the story um, Bryce was bad. also would put Red Dead if he put if he had more time with it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. What is Moss about? I is that not a story game? Would put the, there's a little bit of story, but it's not. I don't think it's not enough. Rest in peace, Cade for Forsaken. But like you know. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, in best story, God of War in Detroit, we have. I mean, does any me and Darian both play Detroit? Do you want to fight for Detroit, Darian? I mean, it was a good story, but it wasn't nearly as impactful for me no. as God of War was. It was not God of War good. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was good. Like, and it, it, it definitely was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't God of War either, though. No, it was not God of War good. So we're we're giving God of War best story, and then game of the year. Who would have guessed? Uh, I'll take us through the nominations. The nominations for Ready Set Gamecast Game of the Year for 2018 is Red Dead Redemption Two, Marvel's Spider Man, Celeste, and God of War. Man, I'm I'm not kidding. I wish I had played more of Odyssey because in just from what I've seen of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I would like if it goes how I think it would or will this year when I play it, hopefully, I would have it in this list too, but I just haven't played enough. I feel the same way for Red Dead Redemption too. Like I had to throw it in there because yeah. I know it has the I know people are being blown away by it and I what I've played of it, there's so much going on that I it has so much potential. I just haven't gotten there. And I feel like yeah. it gets there. I just haven't seen it. So I can't defend it. So I have to, I have to cut it just from like, I wanted to throw it in there just cause I know it probably deserves it. I just haven't played it and we don't have anyone here to vouch for it. Yeah. You know what sucks? Real life responsibilities. They're Same. just garbage. Just the worst dude. Spider-Man didn't have the story that it didn't nail enough spider-man did a few things really good but it also did enough things really bad yeah i didn't enjoy the story it didn't i was like this felt really good it does it it's got a shot for best gameplay but i don't think it like i said this after i finished playing i don't think it deserves a game of the year because it didn't do the story anywhere that i cared about you know what's interesting is the fact that the only like negatives i have for the game we haven't mentioned in this show is the um the puzzles we mentioned it before when we talked about spider-man i don't really like oh, the yeah, puzzles cause bryce and i didn't do the puzzles because they took out yeah the puzzles. we talked about it last time i'm just saying in this show like the spider-man um the puzzles that you get when you're peter parker i don't necessarily hate them like when i actually was doing them i felt a sense of accomplishment when i was done i was like yeah all right but like this is more of a streaming complaint because I was streaming and it would definitely halt the pace of the stream. I was like, all right, we're doing Spider-Man things. We're swinging around. And then I was like, oh, okay. Now we're, now we're sitting here for, for a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I guess I got to do I feel this. like that game had pacing issues where they tried to slow things down with the Mary Jane and Miles missions, but in ways that didn't feel good. Personally, I don't mind those, and I do like how that changed the pacing, but I did not like how the puzzles changed the pacing. Um, but also, I, I think it nailed the gameplay. I like the story. I don't think it nailed the story, but I did like the story. Um, and the 
I just really like the gameplay and the music and all. I like Spider-Man a lot more than these people, but it's not going to Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's not stop, go in like mincing words here. Like we we've been doing elimination for a lot of this, but really I vote God of War. Darian. I also vote God of War. Teddy Chineris. It's God of War and it was from the beginning. Yes, it got a war. No nailed everything. No. They nailed the story. They nailed the gameplay. They nailed the soundtrack. Like we threw it in every category. They nailed my heart. <laughs> Just, you wish Kratos would nail you. I wish Kratos would Bonus nail me. category: most fuckable. Darian wanted it in there. Darian, you get a pick. What's the most fuckable game of 2018? The most fuckable game of game 2018. Or oh no, the game. She she's got a. I would fuck everything in God of War. <laughs> everything? No, no, I take that back. I immediately regret. There's some fucked up things in God There's of War. There's a child in that game. I would no thank you. There is a. There are monsters. No, and wolves be, and she's down for the monsters. Monsters just... are fine. I'm not down for pedophilia. Yeah. Okay. Not down. You're okay with skeletons. Yeah, sure. I Why mean, they, just, right. they got nothing but boners. <laughs> Have you seen my ex? Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, take take us through the winners, Teddy. Um, best visuals, God of War. Best sound design, Spider-Man. Best soundtrack, God of War. Most innovative, A Way Out. Best gameplay, Celeste. Best story, God of War. Game of the year, God of War. Everybody feel happy with the way that sh- shook out? Yes. Everyone play all these games. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. very good video games. If you have money and if you have time, play a lot of these video games. Like, even ones that I just threw out there, like Far Cry. Far Cry is a great game. Like, stuff like that. Like, there are a lot of good games here that we have not, uh, that, like, if you have time, just play them. Like, they're, they're, this is a great time for video games. Video games have to... To be to win these categories, they have to be not only good, not only great, but like fantastic. Like we threw aside great games, you know. Can we do something interesting? What? What? Do we want to make predictions for next year? I was I was gonna throw out like um, what are I was at the end of this episode I was gonna be like what are the games you guys are most excited about in 2019? I mean, I'll give you one guess. King Hearts 3. Oh, shit. You got it. By the time this comes out, this game will already have been out, and I will have already finished it, I'm sure. Not 100%, but I will have finished the story because that is important. I guarantee King Hearts 3 won't win Game of the Year uh, for the simple reason that it can't... It's for the same reason that Marvel Infinity War won't win won't win best picture because it's an amazing film but only as part of a long series it can't stand on its own so even if even if uh kingdom hearts 3 is amazing for kingdom hearts fans someone tries to play that for the first time it's gonna go bad but what's what made god of war so amazing what made it so amazing is that it's technically part of this bigger series but you can play it for the first time and still be blown away. And I don't think Kingdom Hearts can do that. Well, and you, I mean, I guess we can make that guess because yes, legendarily, the series is very complicated, but 
I don't think Square would have taken so long to make a game to only cater to its niche audience. I think, at least to a small extent, they're going to make it accessible to people. Like, regardless of if you've played the games before or not. I don't think you can do both, though. I don't think you can make it accessible and satisfy the complicated story they've been doing all this time. So. I'm eager to see if they can surprise you. I, again, the game hasn't come out yet, so don't want to come to any hasty conclusions. Um, Well, Teddy, have you played Anthem? No, I really, 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 really wish I could. I've been watching people all weekend being like, <laughs> but you need a code or to pre-order it. I got, I got a code, but it wasn't working for me. Shout out to JJ. It, there's a tons, there's a ton of bugs. The servers are super messed up. Honestly, I really wanted to play, and then I saw all that, and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll when does it it's come okay. out? Not far, like February, I think. February 22nd. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah, February 22nd. What is Anthem? Anthem is that Destiny looking thing, but with like mechs where you're like. It is. You are in these things called javelins, these mech suits, and you are like Iron Man. Like straight up in the first demo they showed, he's like walking out of a thing and then he literally just like takes flight. Like, you can just fly wherever you want. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but the it's made by the um, Mass Bioware. Effect team. Yeah, Bioware. It's made by the Mass Effect team, which is why it has a lot of hype by, behind it. And, right. Um, weren't people mad because you can't date people in it? I think people were jokingly. Yeah, because it's not that type of game at all. <laughs> um, I'm worried about it a little bit because it just... Ever since I saw the the trailer, this is why I want to get hands on so bad. Is ever since I saw like the first reveal, is it looks kind of slow and heavy. Like it doesn't look like it's gonna feel great. But everyone does say that it feels really good. So I'm like, okay, that's that gives me hope. And that's the only if it feels good and it has a good end game gameplay loop, um, then it'll absolutely earn its place of like time for like it'll earn its place in my heart when it comes to like destiny like stuff because it is destiny like in like the loop of like end game and like grinding but um it looks very unique when it comes to the combat for sure that that's my guess for at least probably a uh best gameplay contender for next year yeah yeah hopefully that's 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 what i hope um but yeah i'm excited about anthem that's i when i was gonna say games we're excited about anthem Division two. Um, is Last of Us two this year? No. Oh, okay, no then never mind. There's no. It doesn't have a year, but okay, then no. No, I I think it's gonna be next year. Um, but uh, Ghost of Tsushima is supposed to be this year, and Sucker Punch is my favorite developer, so I'm very excited about that. Um, but we don't know very much about it at all. Um, and like, 2019 is kind of. Like, there's not too much known about everything coming out. Like, Pokemon, the eighth gen Pokemon is supposed to come out. Um, that's kind of it for me. Anthem Division 2 and and um, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> Anthem Division 2 and the other one that I said a second ago that I've forgotten. <laughs> okay. Ew, you're excited for it. I can tell. So let's get this wrapped up with... What have you been? Or uh, no, yeah. Let's, what have you been playing? No. Um, where can no. people find? <laughs> where can people? We're just rolling into the normal show. 
for your regular episode. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Uh, Darian. <laughs> Darian, where can people find you? Twitch.tv forward slash dexterity. That's it. Okay. Teddy. Um, twitch.tv slash Teddy Chineris and twitter.com slash Teddy Chineris and YouTube and all that. Um, at this point, this semester is so ridiculous that, like, I'm basically just, uh, streaming whenever I can for fun. So keep an eye on Twitter and also Discord for that. Hey, I just remembered this is a bonus episode, but we love our Patreons. So I'm like, I was going to be like, Hey, go to Teddy's Patreon. He's all right. Um, but <laughs> go to last geeks, Patreon, um, because it helps make this great content. And we've already had people go to our Patreon and support ready set game cast like Aaron C and dragon Lucas did. Thank you. Um, here's a little bit bonus content that everybody gets to enjoy because of our great Patreons. They they are a gift that gives to the world. <laughs> or us. That too. Mostly to us, yeah. yeah. Mostly to us. You, you, you help, help me be able to play video games and do them as tax write-offs without even having Maybe to stream possibly. them. Maybe possibly. We don't know. Yeah, He's I have to go to talk to, to a guy. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to a guy tomorrow and we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> But uh, before that happens, you can follow me at twitter.com slash lastgeek. Uh, Instagram.com slash lastgeekplays, uh, YouTube.com slash lastgeek for the video version of this and all my other uh, content. Um, and lastgeek.com has uh, links to the this podcast, Game Corp, and other great content. Uh, thank you for enjoying this long discussion of our favorite games of 2018 um, and uh, hanging out. Uh, we will see you again soon. Not in two weeks. It's before that. Because this is bonus. This is a bonus one. Okay. Yay, bonus. Goodbye. Bye, Bye. people.